thing I do know. I have a job to do, and I'm going to see it through. Episode 11 of the RPD Dispatch. I know we've been away for a while, but hopefully this one will make up for it. I am .50Cal, also known as John on the Boards. I'm joined today by Chris, better known as Alzair. Fair evening to you all. I'm also joined by Gene. Uh, could you not use my real name? Really? Well, not the surname. Okay. I'm joined by Gene, also known as the Selfish Gene. Hi, everyone. And I'm also joined by John, also known as Mr. Spencer. Boy. Rounding out is Random Wob. Top of the morning. And Stian Schultz. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that intro. Okay, guys, so we'll open it right up with a sort of a different segment than before. Um, what you've been playing. Now, has anybody had anything? This could be Resident Evil or not Resident Evil, but what have you been playing since last podcast, or most recent, I guess we should say. Anybody want to go first? I'll go first. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's go with Chris because his voice is loudest. <laughs> uh, I've only been playing two games, both Resident Evil 1 Outbreak and Resident Evil 5. Okay, well, we'll save all them for later because we have... I've, I've been playing a game. It's this game where you get to shoot black people and steal their golds. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Straight away. <laughs> is that the new 50 Cent game? <laughs> okay, Karn, I believe you've been playing Halo Wars, yeah? Yeah, that uh, that's sort of yesterday now, isn't it? That, that was kind of like for the for the the moment we don't talk about. It's still that somewhat properties of history. <laughs> I'd I'd like to hear it though. So give me your general thoughts on the thing. Well, I personally think Halo Wars is a pretty nice game in general. It. It's kind of interesting to see a strategy game built, like real-time strategy game built up from ground for a console, because that's kind of like not the home for Wait. like a strategy game in general. Really? Because uh, I all the what? I've, all the things I've heard have been that it seems like it, it's more suited on the PC. That's because wankers are wankers, and they'll forever be wankers. So the controls, they're. <laughs> pretty good C- controls are very streamlined very simple stuff and direct you you don't have any like you you never have any large scale stuff you don't really do any insane micromanagement like you do in a pc rts your base is like a pre-constructed thingy that builds itself on a grid you have like a limited unit amount usually limited something like 30 units max and like you never really like lose control. You always have a complete overview of what over what happens and stuff like that. Is there any resource gathering or anything like that? Yeah, you 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 don't really gather resources, even though you can like pick up stuff on the maps that are like resources. Yeah. But you 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 kind of build like this like resource port thing where they just fly in resources for you on like oh. a steady comp thing. It's very simplistic, everything, and, like, the reason probably this game worked so well is because it's made by Ensemble, and rest in peace to those guys. (laughs) They're basically half, or, well, half famous would be an understatement. They are famous for making the Age of Empires series. Didn't most of the team that broke off from that, though, they formed, I think, like, Arcane Studios, I believe it's called, and they're going to be supporting... It with further patches. I'm not sure on the studio. Yeah, I know they've at least set aside resources for like further support to the game. Yeah, well, I know uh, like at least 30 people from the team like just went off and formed that new studio. Then they're going to be supporting the game with patches and stuff. And one thing I'd really like to point out about this game is that I I think it's a rather like important game in general for the RTS genre because it does a lot of stuff that you don't really see in RTS games normally because if if I'm going to be a total bitch and narrow down RTS games and like really basically take them all under the same comb if that's even an English expression um <laughs> <laughs> They they are usually very shallow. You usually have the single objective of defeating your opponent. Yeah. That, that's it. And it usually is done by gathering a, a huge amount of resources and surg rushing them. <laughs> that, that, that's basically the strategy you go for in every single game. And I, I wouldn't say this game is an exclusion when it comes to the surg rushing, but it has a lot of like interesting stage concepts, like 
instead of just having timers, you have a stage where you actually have like this huge kind of like laser thing that sweeps back and forth across the stage. And you actually have to hide your units behind like cover every time this laser sweeps by to not get killed. Like a wall or like the Hammer of Dawn? No, it's... They're basically building this weapon of mass destruction, to put it one way, and you kind of like have to get up on it so you can destroy it, but to get there, you'd first need to kind of like stealth by it, more or less, and avoid getting caught by it and seen by it. And you have some other stages that are like, that that have like these really weird like gameplay elements you normally just see in third-person shooters and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to see it done like in a different genre than what they're normally done in. Yeah. Is there any uh, like you know covenant campaign or is this just the? No, it's just a human campaign. You can play as the as the covenant in your multiplayer segment, though. Is there any other race? Because traditionally, you know, RTSs are like either three or four or more races. I guess. No, you don't really have any specific like different races you you have the usual bunch that anyone who's played halo probably already knows so yes. you only have two sides fighting and you basically one side is the humans and the other is the huge pile of exotic aliens to put it one way well i imagine that the uh i imagine that the flood would be a good uh replacement yeah for, like, Zerg, yeah no yeah. they're not in it or well, you have the Flood in the story campaign, but I don't think you have them in the multiplayer at all. Oh, okay. That's kind of and, disappointing. And in the multiplayer, though, for the sake of variety, you have, like, commanders that you can select when you play, like, multiplayer, and they have, like, their own special units and stuff like that when you play. Do the little grunts... No, I, I, I've played very little of Halo, but from what i played, I don't really like it, but... The little alien grunts that have little baby speech. Yeah, they're, they're around. Are they still as terrible as I remember? They're really annoying, but it's sometimes sometimes it's really fun when you shoot them because they. I think they have some sort of like jetpack. Or no, or not really jetpacks, but they have something on them that kind of turns them into flying jetpacks when you kill some of them. So they just fly up in the air and blow up and shit like that. I just really hate because they feel more at home in like a. a, a Conquer game or something. Oh, he's right yeah. behind me. There he is. Yeah, I know. I, I really wonder why every game has to have some sort of comic relief characters. I don't really get the point of it. I mean, I, yeah. I don't mind some humor tossed into any type of game or any type of dialogue or whatever. But when you create a character that is like straight from ground up, like this is the funny guy. When you see him, you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> That's like what the what the hell were they thinking? It's kind of like harassment in one kind of way. <laughs> it's like, here, we created this guy. He's the midget. Laugh at him. Laugh at the midget. Do it. He's German. Okay, no. so is there any other games besides Halo Wars that you've been playing? Uh, I dusted off Prince of Persia and did like a quick finish on that one before like starting the download content. actually haven't gotten around to that, though. Oh, okay. So you haven't played the DLC then, right? Nah. Haven't touched it yet. Saving it for whenever I'm done with Resident Evil 5. How do you feel about Prince of Persia, though? Because I've seen lots of, like, so-called hardcore gamers were, you know, kind of trashing it for being so easy. Like, you just reset. It... It... it I... 
Oh, you're freezing me right now because it's one of those games I'm really mixed about. I love the HUD-less interface of that game. It's absolutely fantastic. And I love the way the tutorial system in the game worked when you have, like, tutorial mode activated, yeah. where the game will basically, like, it, it kind of enters this slow motion-like state whenever it tries to, like, teach you a new ability, more or less, when you have tutorial enabled, then it works really nice. And it has, like, these small little things going on that you kind of, like, notice that gives, like, a heads up on things you got to do and stuff when you run around walls, climbing stuff and things like that. But I really hate the on-rails feeling the game has because it's really stiff and all kinds of movement in the game works on a grid. Is it... Like kind of, is it linear then, or? Yeah, it is really linear. But but when you got it in motion and you got all the moves going and stuff, it looks really, really beautiful in motion. But I really hate the whole linear things at times. But well, it's it, the kind of thing where the the gameplay is linear, but the actual fact that you can take any level pretty much in any way you want, and depending on which abilities you unlock, you can go to, you can kind of like custom. Yeah. levels and which way you want to play levels but the actual levels themselves are very linear okay yeah. you're like open to go take the levels in any order you want more or less but oh, so is the there levels o- themselves are incredibly linear is there an overworld then sort of like yeah okay okay gotcha Got like a hub world more or less that spreads out to like the other worlds and then you can either like walk through them or you can kind of like walk to this core of the world where you like purify the area and restore it back to normal. Now, it's a big change from the previous games in the series because you've always had, you know, fodder enemies and in this one apparently it's just the bosses. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much you have like a couple of normal like fight encounters that you have to pretty much only one per level though yeah there's usually one hiding somewhere in every level and they sometimes respawn I think how did you feel about the boss fights because I hear it's just you know it's just one on one combat is it satisfying uh, basically I like the whole combo system it works really nice when you figure it out (laughs) and (laughs) I, I don't like the whole infinite life thing you have going in the game though I really dislike that thing it applies to the entire game actually have this system where you like if you mess up you basically just get dragged back on track by your female partner yeah. and you also have that during fights if you get beat up enough she will drag you out of the fight and the enemy will recover some health and then you will continue the fight which can be really annoying in boss fights if you, you are kind of stuck with the boss and not able to beat him up it's like every time you manage to take away some with his health you get dragged out and he gets it back yeah okay so you and you said you haven't tried the dlc right no i haven't tried i, the DLC. I hear from yeah. a lot of people that it's kind of annoying because I, I guess lots of the hardcore gamers were saying you know the game's too easy and all this and i guess now the dlc like instead of setting you back maybe five seconds when you die it, it sets you back like a considerable amount of time like five minutes or something like that and, that might be so. Yeah, and I was listening, and Patrick Klepek on the new One Up uh, podcast was saying how it was very frustrating for him because I guess he just wanted more of the same, and he, what he got was basically like, you know, like I guess you could say like the Super Mario Lost Levels equivalent. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I I'd say the game is 
it's not really as easy as people say it is just because you can like always be brought back to life you still have to like master the controls more or less it's not the most complicated task in the world but still you got to do it and some of the levels kind of require you to think a little when it comes to doing stuff there's a lot of puzzle solving and stuff like that in some of them and uh, it's actually kind of funny when i think about it i'd say the levels even though you have everything going in full 3d they, they kind of are more like a 2d platformer just somehow mysteriously done with like a third person over the shoulder camera or well not over the shoulder but like the typical behind yeah. your back camera it's kind of funny actually to see it, it is action <laughs> okay so anything else Karn or can we move on to John yeah I'll just say the ending was a bit open and I guess that's why they did the download content to like for those who weren't happy with the ending the way it was I'd say it's a pretty nice ending and the game had a pretty nice or well announcement trailer also with like the whole song whatever it was called well, Breathe Me or something I don't want to spoil anybody but apparently that really doesn't you know tie up in the DLC so oh sweet yeah <laughs> I guess so if you're looking for a story conclusion probably not your cup of tea there no I'm, I'm just looking for something that'll make my carpets this thick <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, John now I think you wanted to talk about Killzone right yeah I've been playing uh, the, the uh uh, highly anticipated PS3 exclusive Killzone 2, which, as you all know, has been in development since 2005 when it was first announced. And I have to admit that the the graphics are the most beautiful graphics I've ever seen in the game today. I'm sure they delivered a death blow to the 360. <laughs> would, you, exactly. would you say? Would you say they delivered the death blow to the 360, John? It delivered the death blow to the 360. Excellent. Now, I, I, I'm not going to comment too much on the game because I've only played about 30 seconds of the demo before I had to head out to work. And I oh, the demo, really... the demo is not a good indicator of the rest of the game. Well, it, I just never really had any desire to go back to the game. I mean, it, granted, it looks beautiful and everything, but... Still talking? Okay, no, whoops. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the thing that killed me in the demo was, like, you know, I, I took cover... And, you know, I try to shoot, and he's just aiming his rifle in the air, firing into the air. I'm sure I'd get better at it if I adjusted the controls, but they seem, especially the aiming, with how little I, I think played the of problem, it. I think the problem is that they, I like the cover system. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't like it. I think, oh, no, no. Cause, but the people who don't like it are the same type of, you know, pubescent piss weasels who love the Call of Duty 4 controls and have played nothing but Call of Duty 4 and think every first-person shooter should be like Call of Duty 4. Not true. Games should evolve, they should develop, they should try new ideas. And even though Killzone 2 is rather generic, game, gameplay speaking, you know, it's, it's pretty generic. You know, shoot red barrels to blow up enemies, blah, 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 go from X to X, whatever. But the cover system, I like the cover system. And people uh, were initially, they were baffled at the fact that the zoom button was the R3 button. Yeah, that, that's update. what got me as well when now, I was playing it. When, if you think of it like Call of Duty 4 where the zoom button is the, uh, I think it's L1 or something, and R1 is fire. You know, if you think of it like that, then it will be weird. But if, in uh, conjunction with the cover system, where you have to use the uh, L2 button to hide behind cover, it actually works really well with the fingers you have that are free in your, on your hands when you're, when you're in cover. No. So they had to 
have the zoom as all three. Yeah. It actually works pretty well, I think. It's, it's pretty fluid, in my opinion. Now, how about the aiming? Because that was my also also my, one of my big gripes about it. Because like, it just seems like it has this huge dead zone for the PS3 controller, and it only really uses the very edges to actually move the, the cursor. Do, do you have any trouble with it? Because I know you're even in a clan now with the game. You know, you're getting pretty heavy into this game, am I right? Well, you see, the... Well, courtesy of the sixth, the sixth axis, which uh, giving a shout out there. It's a bloody good site, European PS3 news and all that. So if you're in Europe and you don't like you and the bloody Yanks get things before you, then uh, have a gander over there and you'll meet some like-minded people. They don't but, advertise, uh, they deliver! Exactly. And basically, the um, you can change the setup, though. So you don't have to stick with... They, they remove the cover system in multiplayer. Oh, There's no cover okay. system in multiplayer in order to enable uh, more fluid gameplay. So it's just run and gun, uh, more or less, more gotcha. uh, intense, to put it lightly, I guess. And so what you can do with that is that you no longer need to worry about staying in cover. So you can change the control setup for, uh, you know, so it's like more like Call of Duty 4. How, how customizable is it? Like, is it every button can be changed or...? Uh, yeah, you can... Well, there's like... I think there's like... Four there's like three standard settings, like standard one, standard two, standard three. Oh, okay. And you got three alternate settings, alternate one, alternate two, alternate three. And each one is like different things. I think alternate two is the one that's most similar to uh, Call of Duty 4. Now, I know I said, oh, you know, a game should evolve, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But in Killzone 2 multiplayer, the multiplayer aspect, you have to use the Call of Duty 4 controls because it's much easier than using all three as Zoom. It's only when you have to use all three as Zoom when you have the cover system in multiplayer. Uh, Once single again, player. Sony does what Sony does. Don't they deliver. They do what they do. They deliver. That's what they've done with Killzone 2. And I want to extend my thanks to Guerrilla Games and Sony Europe. Well, not Sony Europe because they fail, but... Now, tell me about the, you know, is the frame rate affected at all in multiplayer or anything like that? You know, does it look decreased or? No, no, I, I've had, I've been playing multiplayer for you know a long time now, and as far as I can see, I've never had any instances where the frame rate has slowed, except when loads of grenades go off around and say some idiot's like got a grenade launcher, there's like explosions going on in a small space, then you may have a noticeable laps in frame rate there. Ah, gotcha. But uh, it's barely noticeable, really. It's uh, it's pretty fun, uh, fantastic what they've managed to achieve. It's nothing short of a miracle. No. Um, I mean, sure, the gameplay is generic, as I've said, but the, the graphics are, you know, probably the best graphics I've seen since, well, Crisis. And, uh, uh, yeah, basically when Guerrilla Games were making Killzone 2 at their offices in Amsterdam, which uh, apparently is the most expensive the biggest games project that's been ever made in Amsterdam, Guerrilla Games, and uh, their offices in Amsterdam, they didn't have enough energy or power to fund their well, fuel rather their uh, <laughs> their work, so they had to hire, they had to rent out this massive diesel generator outside the building in order to provide the extra power they required to you know make the game. Would you say now that the the three sixty wouldn't have the power to power this game? They would need that a three sixty oh, would it need a diesel generator? Well, that's the thing. You see, the three sixty is a, it is a good console. It's a powerful console. It's a powerful machine. 
And the problem, the thing is, the 360 was built as a games console, whereas the PS3 is more of a scientific console. It's much more difficult to develop on the PS3 than it is for the 360. So as a result, you have people, always developers, who are like, okay, PS3 is a bit, yeah, you know, I'll, it's a bit difficult to work, a bit dicky. So let's develop for the 360 and then port it to the PS3. The best example, most prominent example, being of course Grand Theft Auto 4 which in the PS3 version suffers from uh, draw distance issues, uh, frame rate issues, and other things. Yeah, Bioshock is another good example, which upon its launch, uh, so just read in the chat there, Bioshock, when it was ported to the PS3, uh, in the first few months, people noticed issues with the, um, uh, what is it now, the textures, especially the Big Daddy models, the textures were really, really, really poor. We're we're going off on a tangent there, but now let me just ask you finally for Killzone 2. Now, oh, yeah. would you say that the 360 fans who are, you know, slagging it off and everything, saying, you know, it's all, oh, it's not good, you know, Call of Duty 4 or Gears are better. Now, mm. would you say that they're just, uh, you know, being fanboys or what? Are, are they mad you know, in, that they can't it, play it or what? Are it doesn't they... matter whether, you know, you're a, a 360 fan or you're or PS3 fan. You know, it's 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 all it's all ridiculous. Fanboyism we is ridiculous. but we can't play <laughs> It's all ridiculous, you know. It's just it. You know, it's maybe someone who's like, "Oh, PS3 for life, tray for life, or 360 is the best, or whatever." I mean, <laughs> in, at the end of the day, it's all about the games. And right, the only right, people well. who complain about the only people who complain about, uh, "Oh, I've not got this game," or "Gears is better than this," or "I Gears of War," or "Kills on Two is terrible," or "Halo 3 is amazing." The only people that think like that. And the people whose parents can only afford them one video game console at Christmas. So as a result, they put all their eggs in one basket, proverbially speaking, and then they think, "Oh, I've only been, I've only afford this, so I'll support this wholeheartedly, and in try to encourage myself and convince myself that I've made the best purchase by slagging off the other consoles and supporting my own." Okay, well, thank you for that thesis on fanboys. Now, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne I believe you've also played Killzone Two as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, I played the the story mode on a better multiplayer. What do you think of the game? Uh, I liked it to some degree. Um, I mean, it 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 really is a good shooter, but there's just some things about it that, for example, the cover system. It definitely is good to see more games adopting it in first person, but I still don't think it's the best use of it. Like as random as the title it is to bring up but Medal of Honor Airborne from I thought it was last year it came out a game a lot of people skipped over based on the name and oh another World War 2 shooter but it had a similar cover system which I felt worked a lot better and just stuff like that and it definitely is graphically amazing but it I kind of ha- can't help but feel it's more effects than proper I don't know just like it seems, it seems special doesn't it yeah, it seems more of a game that it, it's, it looks better in GIFs than it does in motion. The kind I mean, of thing there's where... no... Just to add to that, there's no story to the game. There's yeah, no story, about the story, which is a damn shame, because if you go to the Killzone website and you look at this, they've got a huge extensive timeline and past history, what? and I've read through it, and it's actually you know, it's pretty fascinating. It's interesting reading. I, you know, I was like, why is this not in the game? This is, this is good stuff. This is good material. It reminds me... In that regard, it reminds me a lot of Resistance. Like, Resistance 1, it was okay. You know, it was a launch title. It was the only thing PS3 fans had. And then the second one came along. It was just complete trash. And it just ruined this, you know, huge backstory. I remember when 
before the first one was launching, they had this huge, you know, timeline going back to, like, you know, the 20s. Like, just yeah. this huge, detailed timeline about everything. And, I mean, you know, the Chimeran virus seeping out of Russia and everything. It's just uh, trash. I think they, they kind of just overlooked all of that with the second game. They were like, oh, we'll just, we'll just uh, wreck on all of that stuff. But the um, going back to Killzone 2, though, and this is the last thing I want to say about it before we move on. Okay. It's a, going back to the storyline, you know, the, t- the website, it's, in, uh, it's information about, uh, you know, because we don't even know why the ISA and the Hellgast hate each other so much. All we know is they're invading because they invaded Vector, blah, 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 blah. We don't have any information about them, no knowledge. Mm. And it's a shame because there's so much potential there. I think Edge magazine put it best in their rather controversial review He failed. Fail. I think he's he dropped. Failed. Yeah. But Edge Magazine put it best. Okay. Um, with that, we move on. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll we'll go back to him when he comes back on. Let me. Okay. I'll collect my thoughts on Killzone too. I'm not. I'm not editing this out. By the way, we're just gonna keep this going. Because I'm sick of editing. But um, Wayne, <laughs> a bit on the story. Like, do you think they maybe could be saving that for like a? F- well, it seemed to me sort of like. They didn't really explain why the Hellgast or whatever were sent off, you know, to another planet. Could it be well, possibly it, it was... that you're really playing as the bad guys? Oh, no! Well, it seems like that way. Like, at first, that's why I was thinking, like, oh, it's going to be that kind of twist. But I don't really think they are. But the end is definitely setting it up. Like, it's within, like, I'd say about the last three levels or when I really started to feel like I was getting an idea. Like, it started to change up the environment a bit more and the gameplay a bit more and when it was doing that I felt it was real. like the last three levels are worth playing compared to the rest of the game which I felt was very generic semi kind of average shooter yeah but the ending definitely feels like they're they're setting it up for a sequel or something like shit just got real kind of thing <laughs> okay well we'll move on from the kill zone discussion when John gets back we'll go back to finish this point but Gene, I think you said you had some games that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, just quite a few I've been playing. One is Umbrella Chronicles, which I got to play for the first time oh, that last month. My apologies. And I think we're going to have to say... Hey, don't badmouth Umbrella Chronicles. Hey, 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 You've hey, got hey, the I'll... defense force right here. Let's, let's yeah. have Gene state his, his argument, and you can state yours. Go ahead, Gene. Um, oh, we could go on for hours. I think we'll save it for a podcast. No, no, no. I want to hear. I want to hear it. Go. Umbrella Chronicles. I I have met. I've only been hearing Karn, you know, tongue lashing me about. Oh, it's it's not all that bad. There's no cursor lag. No, and it's oh, shit. Yes, this is terrible. Well, thank you. It's bad. It's the story's shit. Um, it's it's Resident it's, it's Evil. Not, what do you expect? I, no, 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 it's <laughs> it's not too difficult. It's just that if you pick the wrong weapons at the start of the level, and then you got to go back where you upgrade the wrong ones and. Oh, okay. you caught me. I didn't think I was going to have to justify all this. I've done it. I'll, I'll have to look at what I wrote on the forum and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, well, in regards I, to the I, story... I haven't played it. I haven't finished it, and I haven't played it. I just cannot be bothered with it anymore. What what scenarios did you play, tell me? Uh, up to where Wesker fights the two tyrants. That's where I couldn't pass. And I figured to pass them, I'd have to play the same missions on an easier difficulty to get more stars to upgrade guns to kill the tyrants. And yeah, I thought, yeah. okay. I just cannot be bothered doing. Have you beaten the RE3 one? Yeah. Yeah, that that Nemesis fight pretty fucking terrible in my opinion. Jesus Christ. Oh. That, that wasn't too bad. I think. Oh, 
fuck you. Uh, I don't know what difficulty. I don't even remember the difficulty levels on it now. But I remember. I just played on normal. Terrible time on that. But okay, uh, uh, you actually get a if you get a rocket launcher before that fight, and there's certain points where you shoot him with a rocket launcher, it does no damage because he's got brief windows of vulnerability or something. Uh, hang on, one sec, Gene. Really John, bad. go ahead and finish your edge point, and we'll go back to Gene, who's talking about Umbrella Chronicles. Okay, um, I think Edge Magazine raised a very good point. Uh, when they said that uh, the, the, the Hellgust are an enemy that the ISA themselves created, and we didn't see any of that in the game. It was just, oh, they hate each other, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So that's uh, touching on what we talked about after you left with could it yeah. setting up a reveal in 3 where it's like, you know, ISA are actually the bad guys. Possibly. Or I mean, maybe, I guess, uh, you know, they're both, both shades of grey, you know? They were both. Yeah, that, I think Gorilla themselves said that. You know, there's no good or evil in it so much. They're oh, just, yeah. like, you know, just grey everywhere. I mean, there's obvious connotations to World War Two that can be drawn. I mean, we, there was. Uh, we won't get into it. Yeah, there was like a first extrasolar war and then there's a second one, and you know, it's okay. Let's go back to Gene. Umbrella Chronicles. Okay, I've found what I wrote about Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, some missions I'm replaying because I picked the wrong armaments at the beginning, and you can't beat the boss. Um, some bosses, it seems, I'm just standing there trading blows with them because I don't have submachine gun ammo to break their attack pattern, so you just have to, you know, trade blows until one of you dies. Yeah. To get higher ranks, you're rewarded for destroying the environment, which is just, it's inane, you know, why? Yeah. Point and shoot, click, you know, might as well click a mouse button or something. And the voice acting, I know it's lame to pick on Resident Evil for voice acting, but it's bad. You didn't like Wesker's oh, voice? <laughs> no. He, a, Wesker's the best of the lot. He's uh-huh. the best of a bad bunch uh-huh. in that. Yeah. I don't know. Don't and listen, just listen. another thing. Just another thing. I took it to a friend's house to, you know, just to muck around on. And to, to someone who's never played the games before, it's so inaccessible. He, he said, what the fuck is this? Let's play Mario Kart again. You know? Because <laughs> we, we did the tutorial on the train. He's like, what, the, there's fucking zombies everywhere on a train? There's, you know, well, who, I, who are you? There's the I, guy and you're a police girl and... I think it's, it's really, really unaccessible. It's really doing a disservice to the series, like as a sort of a summary game. Like you know, people yeah. people who came in with four are going to play this and think like you know all this retarded shit happened. You know, uh, granted, even, yeah, they have to make some story concessions, but even like the gameplay is just trash. But even the storytelling, the, granted, they tell an attenuated story, but the story that they do tell is not delivered very well for newcomers. No, 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 not at all. Like you said, your so, friends just you know who am well, I? My what, am I? what am I doing here? Yeah. Like we we got about five minutes in and we just played Mario Kart again. So. <laughs> Can I just yeah, play minute? games in the arcade? <laughs> Go ahead, Wayne. But the way you're saying about uh, how someone like a newcomer to the series seeing this and thinking this is just stupid, you know, what's this all about? Did no one else, even series veterans or not, get that feeling from reading? Now this is jumping ahead a bit, but the history parts in Resident Evil Five, like just some, even as a whoa, fan of the series, don't like, be. What do you what do you mean specifically? Like what the timeline or? Yeah, it's just like some of the parts. Like even as a fan of the series, I'd read some parts and just think, real like this series is pretty ridiculous and yeah, like, and umbrella comics are not like have background. Yeah, it's just a really, it's not, and especially as a game like Resident Evil Five, which tries to, you know, oh, we'll get into it later. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It it seems like well, well, the Resident Evil story story in general now is kind of beyond the point of salvation. Boss. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that, but um, Gene, if you want to continue... If, on. if I could just say one more thing about Umbrella Chronicles. Um, 
sometimes I spend like you know especially those two tyrants I spend like it's like five minute long level and then 15 minutes trying to bring the boss down and we're, we're just cycling this one pattern over and over and over yeah. and over and I'm keeping away at their health and you know I'm, I'm there 20 minutes on a boss and the pattern variation each pattern cycle would be like two or three minutes so you're doing the same thing 10, 15 times over to finally kill them it's yeah really really yeah, yeah. yeah. so I mean i I'm not playing that anymore. I turned it off on doubt. I'll probably find a save file with everything unlocked and just play for the story. I can't that, be bothered with it. That's in what I had at all in the end. Honestly, that's yeah. what I did too. Yeah. Um, what else? I've been playing Uncharted. Oh, yes. Finished that, which Very is nice. fan-fucking-tastic. It's really, really good. Now, the one fault uh, I I'm, with that was the screen tearing. Is that getting in the way of enjoying the game at all? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even notice it. I loved it. Like not the not it, just the screen tearing, but also like the frame rate dips in it because there are certain spots. You know, it's it seems like the aiming is a bit you know odd. If you know what I mean, like I didn't notice. Oh okay. Well then, I keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it just really, really good, very fluid gameplay, especially with the cover dynamic. Even, even I know if you click the left stick, that say you're looking over, you know, Drake's right shoulder, so he's on the left. If you click the stick, the camera swip, swap side. So Drake's on the right side. Oh, okay. He's still right-handed, but oh, yeah, you get a yeah, different yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And when I found myself playing Resident Evil Five, clicking the stick, and it does nothing. What but else had that? Dead Space was it? I haven't yeah. played Dead Space. Yeah, yet. Dead Space. Okay. Yeah, you definitely. But it's should. just a really simple edition like that. You know. It's just something that should be you know standard by now. Like Resident Evil yeah. Five, I don't think it's such a big deal. Uh, I kind of felt that sometimes Sheva really needed that. Oh, definitely Sheva, yeah. If you play as Sheva, like, she's very far to the edge of the screen. It's, yeah, it's she's very, quite small. So. Very weird. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed that game. I think I only paid about 25 Australian dollars for it, so it's like 15 US. I think it's on the it's on the greatest hits now, isn't it? Yeah, I think I it drops. Pleasant, I was pleasantly surprised with my investment in that title. It was yeah, a lot sure. more than I expected. Really, really great. Definitely looking forward to the sequel as well. Yeah, really am. And what else? Just a oh, quick thing that John mentioned about the delay between American and U.S. releases. Yeah. Uh, so American, U.S., American and, and European releases. Uh-huh. Um, I've been playing on the Wii down, um, Wii download, you know, virtual console. That's what it's called. The yeah. Super Super Mario RPG, oh. which was never released in Europe, and it's sort of the, the grandfather of all your. Um, Mario and Luigi on your DS and yeah, so that was Game Boy Advance Mario and Luigi 2 on DS and they're really great games I don't know if you played them they're, I, if you like Nintendo and Super Mario they're really really charming and they they really refer back to the history and stuff what do you think of the game like does it hold up you know after all these years um, well, this is meant to be one of the best games of the SNES era and it was never released yeah. in Europe until it hit the virtual console I didn't even know that that's unbelievable so it actually this game I think holds the record for the longest delay between American and European release and it's like 14 <laughs> or something what was was it license issues or what um, no, I don't know probably because Pro- the probably game 60 hertz conversion thing uh, sorry go ahead Car. Uh, I think it might have something to do with the game coming out in like 97 or something and by then the other platforms had pretty much set a good solid foot in Europe like the Nintendo 64 and like the PlayStation and also the Saturn for those countries that actually had the Saturn. Gotcha. But, But yes, it was about 14 years after the US release that we finally got it. So and it's also, uh, it's a, I think Square, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan, Square Enix, whichever one, one of them did that, 
Yeah. It yeah, was it was Squaresoft. Squaresoft, okay. So it's sort of, I guess it's, and I'm not a massive fan of RPGs unless they're really basic entry-level ones. And this one's, it's okay, but it's not as good as the later RPGs. But it's still fun. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I have fond memories. I, I haven't played it since, you know, it came out back in 97 or whatever. Yeah. But I should actually, um, I should say, when I was living in Japan, I got to, over there they released a SNES Classic Controller for the Wii. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. It was so I'm actually I'm playing it on a SNES pad, which is actually really cool. <laughs> so I'm trying to get the old school feel, and it's fun. Yeah, it was, I'm having fun. Yeah, Karn says it was '96 when it came out, but '96. Uh, yeah, I remember it being such a good game that you know when I was a retarded little kid, I had this little like cheat code book, and you know, I filled <laughs> all the Mortal Kombat moves and codes and everything, and in it also was also my exclusive review of. Um, Super Mario RPG where I pasted, you know, magazine screenshots. I'm like, this oh, is awesome. a very good game. I'll have to scan it in and post it on the thread here because it's pretty hilarious, actually. You still got it. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I found it. And I'm like, oh, God. It's like John Sutton's code book, secret code book. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright Code Masters or whatever the hell I named it. Yeah, but, there you go. I'll have to have a look because I'm, I'm not stuck in it, but I'm just going through slowly. Yeah. But um, what else have you been playing? And Resident Evil 5, of course. Okay, well, we'll save That's that. That's about it for me, yeah. Okay, Wayne, do you have anything you've been playing? Um, a few things. Um, mainly Resident Evil 5, but we'll get to that later. Um, I picked up Broken Sword, which is pretty hardcore. It's what been re-released. Um, it's an old adventure game. was released on PC, PlayStation, back in about 96. It's been re-released in a director's cut for the Wii and DS and yeah it's pretty much no like Ubisoft is publishing it Revolution develops but it's pretty much had no news not being advertised anything is this like a DLC or like virtual console no it's a full it's a full retail game oh okay um Broken Sword is a game that I really really love like I wouldn't be afraid to say it was my favorite game of all time. It was just one of those games that at the time, especially for 95, 96, the story, graphics, the voice acting, everything was amazing for the time. Playing it now and on Wii is kind of like, it's showing its age. It's still like very charming and stuff, but it's, I don't know, there's a lot of, oh, go ahead. Is, is it a remake or is it just the actual, you know, you know PS1 or whatever graphics? It's part, it's part re-release, part remake. Like they've That's added a lot of additional, far. yeah. They've added a lot of additional content in, and they've ported the PC version, which had quite higher graphics compared to the PlayStation version. But it is showing its age now, to be honest, which is kind of disappointing. And especially the additional areas now, where the voice acting there sounds so clear and like clearly modern day like recordings yeah. and then it goes straight back like within a voice clip back to the original recordings which sounds so bad now it's it's pretty strange but it, it I definitely say for anyone who likes any of the older kind of LucasArts era Sierra era adventure games it's definitely worth a pick up it is a fantastic game um the only other thing I really want to mention is Silent Hill on PSN has been released whoa yeah, it's, on, uh, Europe only or Europe only at the minute. I think there's rumors that America is getting it within the next month. Yeah, right. Dude. We, like the last PS1 game we got was like a year ago. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, it was quite nice that no one even like a few people had suspected. I think Rombi and a few other people had posted on the forum that uh, the BBFC had raided Silent Hill again, and a lot of people were confused as was it a remake, was it a re-release or whatever. So it's pretty clear that's what it was now. But nice to see it kind of just went up as a surprise thing and is emulating. Yeah, it's emulating Grit on PlayStation 3, and... Oh, whoa, 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 Isn't there that... There's that one bug I know in the... Uh, have they, they must have patched it, because whenever you fired a handgun or any kind of weapon... It, oh, like, the sound? Yeah. Yes. Occasionally it happens, but it's oh, like... Oh, no! What are they doing? A, but, like, in an entire playthrough, it happens, like, twice. That that and doesn't it, and, stop, though. That It doesn't stop. It did for me. I just went into the pause menu and came back out, and it was gone. I can't believe they released that like that. That's. But it was a pretty. Oh. It is a pretty horrifying sound. Seriously, <laughs> but, um, it's it's like. Oh. Strangely, though, it doesn't happen on the PSP version. When you put it over to the PSP to play there. Yeah, and, it's only a PS3 specific issue. It's very weird. And thankfully, the play the PSP version emulates at the right speed because a, lot, a few people had released uh, pop station hacks of it and it emulated way too fast like it was trying to run at 60 frames or something and it pretty much Harry was running at like way too fast it was unplayable so thankfully it emulated the right speed but other than that a few other pieces like Mad World here and there but I haven't really played them enough to speak of them yet stop slapping your fingers Wayne <laughs> clicking so nothing nothing really else no not really Okay, well, this will be weird, because I'll be interviewing myself. So, John, I hear you've been playing Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I've been playing Left 4 Dead! But, yeah, I, I've been playing Left 4 Dead on PC for quite a while. Karn, turn your mic off, because I'm getting feedback. Left 4 Dead's a pretty cool guy. I think Left 4 Dead's a pretty cool game. But there's not really all that much to say about it. You know, um, I will say that Game, good games, you know, with good partners are a lot harder to find now. Just random, randomly joining a quick match, because it's like um, there was a Steam sale not too long ago, and where it was like fifty percent off or some ridiculous amount like that, and that pretty much, I think Gabe Newell was quoted as saying like, you know, sales over the previous week jumped like three thousand percent, and that like more people bought Left 4 Dead than have you know. I don't know the exact figure, but he basically said the user base has been expanded exponentially, so, like... That's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really was, and it really showed because, you know, a lot of the guys I play with were wondering, you know, what the hell is going on, because, like, we've just been finding these scrubby matches where, like, you know, they'd come out of the, they'd come out of the you know, the door, and then just we'd instantly pounce, and they'd never do anything. You know, like, once Boomer Bile hits them all, they just sort of run around with chickens with, like, with their heads cut off. They can't... They don't know that, you know, the hunter's on this, their buddy right over there to the left... And it, it, it's just caused me to degenerate into, like, you know, griefing. Because, you know, it's, you, can't, you can't get a good game unless you actually arrange something with people you know. So now, like, whenever I play, I'll just, you know, get some, you know, audio. Maybe, like, Trey, PS3, you know, 360, Death Row, and just play that while I just make a break for the very exit. And that's, like, the only way I could get my fun from the game now. Like, see if Pro I can runs. make it. Yeah, basically just see if I can make it alone all the way while my teammates are back there, you know, getting scrubbed up because they... They die instantly at the damn, right out the gate. But ugh, that's and in fact, it's gotten really bad. Like the fact that I find that there's more and more children playing the game, which is really disturbing. I'm talking like really young kids. 
like I have a clip here. I'm gonna play it of a kid I recorded playing Left 4 Dead. He I can't he can't be more than eight years old, and it really disturbed me. Like I was actually typing in the chat, like, you know, where is your father? What is going on? Why are you playing this game? <laughs> here, here, here. Let's cue it up. As long as we can make it, as long as we can kill him, as long as we, he, the tank can kill him, that'd be good. As long as he can. Oh god! Oh god, I was gonna get Francis and then get him die and then get the other ones and then get him to die and then stuff like that. Oh, what the frick! I be a tank this time. Hope I be a tank. Oh god, he, here he comes again. Be in the. Wow. Okay, how back. So at this point, you know, we respawn, and, you know, I'm there still typing, like, what are you doing? Why are you playing this game? And he's not responding. Are you taking orders from him? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Nobody was. Nobody was taking him seriously. But at this point, I just had, I, you know, I couldn't, my mind couldn't comprehend it, and I had to TK him. Good. Check. Everything's check. Are you ready? ready? Oh, stop. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. And at that point, you know, he just shut up and wouldn't wouldn't talk anymore. And but it, it just really disturbed me that like these father. Yeah, he did say ow ow. But, <laughs> ow ow. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just really disturbs me that you know, like when I was a kid, yeah, like when I was twelve, I played Biohazard, Resident Evil, whatever on the PlayStation, but, you know, that wasn't a multiplayer game where you had, you know, the fan base that Valve is associated with, you know, there's a lot of assholes in it, so, you know, you. these people, <laughs> and I guess you could lump me in into that for TKing him, but still, like, you know, I'm talking really nasty folks, Mix, spam. who, no, 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 who, who do much worse things over the microphone, but just, it just boggles my mind where these fathers are, like, are we going to have... Like, are, is the generation being raised right now, like, that's becoming, you know, adults? Are they going to be letting their kids play, like, multiplayer games online? Is I think it's more bizarre that a kid that age is honestly playing a game like that on PC. Like, he, on 360 or something, it wouldn't surprise me as much, like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously the father, like, you know, garnering him and being like, you know, here, the PC superior platform. But, like, why? Where's your babysitter? He's on the headset. I think, I think that's what – it's genuinely scary when I come across that, and it's becoming more and more common in the game, and it's very disturbing. Um, but, okay, beyond that – I guess uh, – yeah? I guess that, that might be a downside of digital distribution and that if they can steal daddy's credit card, then away they go. I don't even think it was that. I think the guy honestly just let his kid play. Well, did you see what like the the account name was? Even well, don't Is, say it. But was it was it like a, an account name a kid would have or an adult? It seemed more like an adult name, like he was playing on his father's account, but still. But is there ratings in force? I guess if you've got a credit card, then you're the legal age to play. Well, if, they, if the yeah. father buys it on his PC, then he can uh, yeah. you know, play it through Steam. But yeah, just, but I guess even American retail ratings, I'm not sure how they're enforced and what you guys have. I think it basically goes on the Steam account, but again, the kid could just bluff it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, getting past that, like, there was just a recent patch issued. Because let me tell you, this game hasn't had the best, you know, patch support. And I think the large thing to blame about that is, like, the fact that it's also out on 360. Now and they're trying to keep them going at the same time. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing, and they're trying to you know 
you know, they don't want to leapfrog Microsoft's certification department, which I'm sure is Car knows is like notorious for being very long in their process. Uh, yeah, if something gets stuck in the loop, it gets stuck in the loop to put it one way, I guess. But to give you like some backstory on this, like there was several glitches, several serious glitches in the game. One of them was like a hunter could, if he looked straight down at the safe, you know, safe door exit, he could just leap right through it and get the survivor in there. Another one, oh god, there's so many, I, I'm even forgetting them. There's basically points where, as a smoker, you could drag someone and they just, you know, insta-fall. They wouldn't even, like, hang onto the ledge. There's just tons of stuff like that. And they've been mostly good about patching that stuff. But it's just taken a very long time. Well, see, I don't even know if it is the 360 thing, because at the very start well, no, no. of the game, there was a lot of glitches. Like, I know on the uh, on the first scenario, the last map on the rooftop, there was the point under the stairs that everyone started to really use. Under the like, ramp, yeah. They just yeah. get under the ramp. and Well, they patched that on the PC, and then it still took about another month or so before they patched that again on 360. I know so, that, but in between that time, though, they, they I think they... They released some press releases that said they, they're committed to releasing patches at the same time. But some guy did a breakdown of the patches, patch difference between, you know, Team Fortress 2 during that time and Left 4 Dead. And TF2 got, like, 14 patches. Left 4 Dead got, like, one. So it was pretty clear that the game was getting neglected quite a bit because the game was nigh unplayable with all the glitches that were there. You know, everybody was glitching. There was, in fact, the biggest glitch was if you spawn in as a hunter, you could quickly go to spectator and then back to the infected team. And you could just spawn, like four or five hunters just waiting there and they could just insta-pounce when the survivors came around the corner. That was a huge thing. Another one was that you could break the uh, door in No Mercy... Uh, three. Three, yeah. And you could just bypass the, you know, crescendo event. and Just tons of things like this, but they finally p- patched them all to where the game was, you know, it was good. Uh, it still lacks a mute button, which is why I mix spam, because there's no way to stop it unless you turn off uh, all audio... <laughs> from, uh, you know, all transmission, which is really bizarre why they haven't added that yet. But anyway, one of the, now they're starting to really, like, sort of cater to, uh, I hate to use the term, but newbies, where there used to be this uh, feature where if you set yourself on fire as a hunter and you pounced on someone, you'd get extra damage because it's doing fire damage as well. So the trade-off was, you know, you're taking damage, so you're going to die quicker. Now, they've patched that now so that this only... Uh, applies to fire that's spawned by the survivors. So, like, if they throw a Molotov cocktail or if they shoot a, you know, a gas tank. So, like, barrels, anything that's fire that's set in the map, it doesn't do it. And wow. if Yeah, yeah. And they've also lowered the damage on us now. So it, the incentive to do that is really gone. And, like, that was one of the main tactics every, like, all the players were using. And it's just really annoying that that's gone. Is this just another example, really, though, of balancing multiplayer, which just seems stranger because Left 4 Dead seems more of a single-player experience, even though it is multiplayer? Oh, it's definitely... Because, like, it's the same thing with, like, Team Fortress. Like, when it came out, the amount of, like, patching and just... Especially, the, as I remember, the pyro was just completely useless for a while after yeah. it came out and stuff. So is this just, like, then getting, like, taking a long time to get around to that kind of stuff? I, I hope honestly I hope they put it back the way it was because as it stands now like a competent survivor team can pretty much always escape uh, you know if without this hunter thing like I don't want to make it sound like it's a crutch or anything but it was a it was a key tactic now 
another other things though that they've done well with the patch is they fixed the smoker tongue because originally it was fine. You know, he could pull pretty much anywhere. Uh, then they patched it to where like you had to have the cone on them, and if a zombie or anything got in the way of that, you know, you wouldn't be able to drag them. And that was a big issue because zombies are always on the survivors. But they yeah, patched that's... that to where you can drag them off now through zombies, so that's good. They've also fixed it to where the tank punches actually hit more than one person at a time, so if people try to camp in a corner or something like that, you know, you can knock them out of there now easily. They've also fixed where if you're a tank and you duck and you're getting shot, you don't go... Because before, you wouldn't even be able to move if that happened. So now, like, you can actually move in there and get them. They've removed tank parking as well, if anyone knows about that. So you you can't park the tank now, and he'll it, it, if you try to park him, he'll just rush them right away. So that's gone. Um, but uh, I will say, now, like, with all these fixes and changes, if you go back to the single player, all the stuff from the single player is how it was originally. So there's this massive disconnect where, like, I, I fear that new people getting into the game are just going to have this huge hurdle to where, like, they don't, you know, if you play a game and it's the same game, single player as is multiplayer, basically, you expect it to be the same, you know. So, for instance, like, one of the big differences, if a tank gets on fire in single player, he'll run faster. But if you hit him with fire in multiplayer, he'll run slower. Now... This is that's it may seem like it's not such a huge thing, but like co- that combined with several other things, I can't really think off the top of my head right now what's been patched. But basically, it's there's this huge disconnect between what happens in uh, single player and what happens in multiplayer. Like multiplayer now, if you try to melee a person off the smoker's tongue while they're being dragged, it won't happen. If you do it in single player, you can break it free. So th- there's just this huge disconnect that they're, they're creating now, and I don't know why they're not patching the single player stuff along with it, or at least the stuff that would make sense, like, you know, the smoker tongue and stuff like that, but it's just really bizarre for me. Well, what about DLC? Is that coming anytime soon for... Um, I, I have no idea. Valve's on a schedule of their own. Like, they announced this several weeks ago now, and, like, we've all been thinking it's going to be coming any day now, and it still hasn't come out. Like, because nobody said it was for like it was going to come like pretty much very soon. They were hinting for both, yeah. both platforms, but... The only thing I could think of is that well, it is Valve, so I wouldn't want to put this on the 60. They're, they've been pretty good with patches in the past, you know. But, yeah, I, I have no idea when that's coming. And it's a pretty huge update, too, because, you know, Death Toll and Dead Air would then be multiplayer playable, which is a huge thing, because right now we've been stuck with No Mercy and Blood Harvest, and nobody plays Blood Harvest. Yeah, no one plays Blood Harvest. And actually, I should mention another bug if you do quick match all the time it'll almost invariably find a No Mercy match. The reason for that is they set it up so that if you go to Quick Match, it tries to find them something about the chapter system in single player. So, like, even if you beat the game, it would assume that No Mercy was the starting point so that you would want to find a No Mercy match again. But, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've fetched that now, so it actually does find Blood Harvest games. But Like, I played quite a lot for the first few weeks on both platforms, and, yeah, I only played, like, two or three times on that second scenario. Like, Blood it was all, yeah, it was always throwing me into No Mercy. But, I mean, if you're a fan of Valve games, you probably already own it, so I don't even know why I'm telling you go buy it, but it is a really fun game. So, buy it. Um, Instabuy. Instabuys, yes. Uh, besides that, I've been playing Outbreak, which uh, we'll talk about later, yeah? Yeah. Okay, oh, one thing I kind of wanted to bring up, I just remembered it really. Yeah. Silent Hill Homecoming. I finally properly played it. 
and Ooh. just kind of wanted to see like even what your thoughts were like because it's been well it was quite a while ago that you played it and like yeah. I'm, like Europe's really just got like last month so um I'd say it's probably one of my favorite Silent Hills like two would be above this but I think then next would be four because like the mechanics behind it are a lot more competent and I, re- I really like the combat system um well, like one on one but with, like the dodge and stuff yeah yeah the, do- the dodge actually works like it took me a while to click with that but like once I got to the spoilers cathedral it actually <laughs> did work out pretty well like if you've seen the video thingy I did for it you can see like I sort of suck badly at encounters in the beginning because I didn't fully understand it but eventually yeah once you get the kind of timing down for the well one on one things with like the nurse and stuff it's quite the dodging was okay but it was more the the dodges and boss encounters were terrible at times really I didn't really have too like, much of an issue like the caterpillar boss no not so much that it was the um well, I guess we're going to have to do spoilers, but okay, the... Uh, yeah, spoiler alert here for people who haven't played Silent Hill Homecoming. We're going to be mentioning stuff, so bail out for but, about five minutes. But the uh, the Hell Descent level, the boss and that, the the doll thing? Oh, it's Red Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that boss it was just horrible. It, like, honestly, it felt to me like... It, it, playing like a god of war boss like a boss from a game where you have like or death my or something where you're very athletic and stuff but yeah. they've taken a boss encounter from that and put it in silent hill which even though the combat system is a lot more fluid than this one it just couldn't keep up and i just yeah. like constantly frustrated with that boss I, f- I found with that boss he was too quick to you know sort of do the dodge maneuvers and stuff i mainly i just took the damage and you know just tr- kept trucking along that boss fight is very long though like I just kept mashing her with a crowbar and a crowbar and a crowbar, and they and they bring up the you know quick time event you know to to you know put the boot in her for yeah. for lack of a better term, but and then you're like still surprised like oh still nothing like she's she's practically in shards by the end of that damn fight, and it's, it's like there's like pretty much two encounters and you you think you've got through the worst of it and then it suddenly changes and she's more she's, agile yeah yeah, yeah even it's more like, <laughs> it's I just like. The, the music in that boss fight was probably the best in the game besides the vocal tracks. Uh, yeah, the, I really the, love the atmosphere in that. Like, especially when she would, you know, crawl off into the shadows and you would you would only see, like, her legs, her front legs moving out of the shadows. Very cool atmosphere in that one. Um, one thing's, like, the fact that pretty much since the very start when they said, oh, you know, Santa Logan, we're making it now. The fact that they said, oh, right, Alex is an army man. We're making this point pretty much entirely so he is good with combat which fair enough but then when you do that and and add a resident evil 4 kind of style over the over the shoulder camera and then limit the weapon and ammo count to what's in the gun and two additional clips like that seems so back and forth like what then are you trying to make the combat good but then keep the tension or what because it just seemed very annoying and then maybe more than anything like previous until games just stick to the pipes and stuff. Now, I know you had, a, you had an issue with the fact that it tied in sort of with the movie. Well, it just kind of felt like, at this point, it's now like Silent Hill game based on the Silent Hill movie, which was based on the Silent Hill games. Like, it just seems so far gone from what the series used to be. I could see that, but I still thought, like, I liked the fact that they took the designs from the movie, because I thought the designs from the movie were cool, and, you know, they made sense. 
like well don't, don't get me wrong like especially the hell descent level like that was fantastic like yeah. that level was amazing and everything yeah. about it was great but it's just when it feels like a dumbed down version of stories we've already been told kind of like this is really just felt like another version of james's kind of guilt story from silent hill 2 I can, yeah 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 I can. and it's just it feels to me now more like this is a game built specifically for people who went and saw the film thought oh there's games of these i'll go and pick one up i think like, even it could be like sort of seen as a reboot of the series because it's sort of like you know this is Silent Hill you know several years after all these incidents I believe yeah I believe it's modern day pretty much so now so it's like sort of setting up that you know now oh Jesus Christ I can't even remember the ending okay yeah yeah I do but it just sort of seems like it's setting it up like this is the first Silent Hill and you know the town's still fucked up it's all okay guys you know and even expanding upon that like there you would find all these drawings a lot and you know they I don't know if it was pyramid head in them or what, but it didn't really seem to imply that. There was like this, you know, giant figure. I forget what they called him. Do you remember? Uh, the Boogeyman, the, I think, right? Yes, yes, yes. It, it, well, that's what they called like, uh, pyramid head in this game. I oh, think. okay, really? I think they referred to him at one point like that. But, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. There's also some things like I, in the park right opposite your house through the wall, there's like a, a little child's playground. Yeah. And that's where you find one of those things. And you also find a newspaper clipping about some guy who collect, you know, killed a bunch of children or something. And you never hear anything about that guy again. So it's like, I'm wondering if it's sort of setting it up like, you know, how Walter Sullivan was mentioned. Yeah, that's the Hill 2 graveyard. Yeah, that, but it was, there was a few parts like that where it was like, and especially some of the parts where it was calling back to the old uh, pieces in the series. Like, you know, there, you find a diary late in the game about how Douglas Cartland the detective from Silent Hill 3 yeah, went yeah, on yeah. to pretty much expose the order yeah, and just yeah. stuff like that was like oh like that's quite a neat feature but I don't know it just seems so far removed from some of the other stories that I, I don't know if I kind of wanted it more to tie in or not but there's just some parts and overall it kind of I don't know yeah I can see that but overall I thought it was quite good you know mm. fair play to them you didn't really, didn't really like it or it was alright, but it's just, I don't know, as a Silent Hill game, and as someone who's just so fucking overly fanatic about the series, it was kind of a bit disappointing. I can see I can see people like yourself who aren't as big a fan as the series probably liking it more than I did, because I'm going in specifically probably waiting to be disappointed. No, not enough Japanese for me! You fucking know it. Troll! <laughs> Troll! <laughs> All right. Well, getting getting away from that, then I guess we'll uh, we'll take a break here because we've been going an hour. So let's take a break, guys. Okay.
so welcome back after the break there. Um, we actually lost a member and gained a member. So Mr. Spencer had to go, because he was too sweaty. And um, we are, we're actually joined by Rob McGregor, uh, owner of, uh, or co-owner, I guess I should say, of ResidentEvilFan.com. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going? Hey, not bad. So we want to open it up now with the general RE5 discussion that we've been teasing through the first segment. So, Gene, I guess you wanted to go first? Uh, I guess I will go first, and we'll talk about sort of the plot and story of the game. Okay. Um, where do you start? It's sort of... I Overall, I found the plot to be really rather shallow, in that it's... I guess you look at the game in sort of three movements, and the first one is to um, to find Irving and stop this deal. Then the yeah. second one is to find Jill, which... I don't think was really substantially explored in that Chris just sees her face on a PDA he's like gotta find Jewel gotta find Jewel gotta find Jewel gotta find Jewel that I think that seemed a little tacked on to anybody didn't it to anybody else what the whole Jill being kidnapped because there's no foreshadowing of this in any title previous to this yeah. it's just all of a sudden no. she's kidnapped or presumed dead or whatever as I said too as I said in a post can we rename um, Jill McGuffin because that's all she <laughs> uh, do you, know, you guys familiar with that I'm not, but yeah, I just pity laughed you. So. Uh, no, MacGuffin is a filmmaker's term in that it's a plot device, and that's all it is. And it's, it's for the sole purpose of forwarding the story. Okay. And then usually forgotten about later on, and that's pretty much what Jill is in Biohazard 5. But touching on that, like, I, I hate to get into the argument, but like, it seems like you know early trailers just really only showed Chris, and sure, as Karn said earlier, you might be able to chalk that up to just that they wanted to keep the reveal under wraps but do you think it could possibly Jill could have been the partner originally because honestly the story seems so bizarre and tacked on even for a Resident Evil title you know like a pendant on her chest it's making her mind control wearing a bird mask and a cloak it's like what like honestly the whole premise of it seemed really bizarre if like, I can if I can just go back and say it's a story of three movements let's find Irving get Jill and the third movement being get Wesker if you if you sort of took out the second motivation, which was to find Jill, and you had Jill from the beginning, yeah. and it was find Irving, and then Wesker's behind it all, kill Wesker, you could sort of have that story without the Jill side story thing. Yeah. Drive that second act of the piece. And I, again, I don't know if it's a popular thing to say, I'm not sure, um, to differentiate with like whether co-op was in the game from the beginning, or whether Sheva was in the game from the beginning. I think they may or may not be, the, I don't think they'd be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, true. I think co-op, co-op may have been in from the beginning, but Shiva may not have. I, I'm going to lean that way as well. Like, just I was, I was just going to say, I think another thing that's that kind of, I guess, adds credence to that is that Shiva's Shiva's story is very, very weak as well. Like, it's probably the least thing that you learn. You learn very little about her at all in the game. Yeah. Um, and she's there only as this kind of a setup at the start for you know, Chris being uh, being there. He's got a partner. That's it. And then she's basically just there to talk to him the entire time through the game and nothing else. Yeah. And if I can just bring that up, Shiva has a fantastic backstory in the library files, and that's another massive complaint I have with the game in that for the sake of co-op, you sacrifice this storytelling and just as an ad hoc thing at the end, they've put all this great material in the library files. But- and I know that people like Neptune and Karen and Crispy, they'll love it over at Project Umbrella, all this backstory, but I found... The, I, I don't think their narrative should have suffered because of co-op. Well, I think the thing that disappointed me the most was, like, you know, when you're playing co-op, you know, 
you kind of want to read the file, and I haven't tried it, but can both people read the same file at the same time? I don't know. See, I don't even know that. Like, but I haven't tried it either. I was playing randomly with a guy, and you know, I wanted to brush up over this file that I had read, and you know, I'm reading it in the, in the background. You know, come on, come on, come on. That's all I hear, and it's like, oh, come on, man, you're ruining it for me. <laughs> but like, it, it seems like you can't even read a file, and the worst thing is you don't even archive those away. You, you know, once you read them in game, that's where you read uh, them, and that's it. You know, there's no other way to go back and check out the previous. I don't know why they changed that, that, but. Like, why isn't that a separate thing in the library? And if I could just go back to Sheva's file, it says, I think she was born and raised in Africa. Yeah. Africa's a big place. I, I don't and, know if they go into <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They re- but Whenever you hear about Africa, it's always just so broad. I think it's a real shame. I think they didn't want to, they didn't want to, you know, narrow it down to an area, just like yeah. how an RE4, you know, to... And she, she learned English in America, and she's got an English accent. Yeah, and then and she's, she doesn't say lever. She says lever. I say lever. Well, well <laughs> so. I, I, I speak the Queen's English, thank you. None of you are American. <laughs> but, um, and, and she continues the proud Resident Evil tradition of being overachieving by the time she's 14 or something. Yep. Yep, she continues that tradition, so. I said Excella. Excella does Excella. too. Oh, yeah, Excella excels. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh god, I'm being pelted by tomatoes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I found that a not a disappointing. I just thought it's a shame that the narrative has to suffer because of this new gameplay. And well, it just that. seems like, especially when the game has such like, when you do look at the files as you mentioned, it has a really rich backstory, and even the kind of stuff that's only explained, like out of the like that's happening in the present in the files it's like why was this really rich story and backstory not included at all yes. like it's especially in resident evil like this game is pretty much taken the template of resident evil 4 which did have a lot of files and did explain a lot at like yeah. during game like why were they taken out at all but to expand on that wayne like the very beginning of the game all you know is you're going to a deal Later on, it's revealed that, you know, like, Irving was making this deal for bioweapons, and he found out that the BSA was coming, so he infected the townspeople as a, you know, as a cover. I had no idea that. I thought they were just infected, and he was, I don't know, what the hell was going on? You know? Yeah, they, I, why, and then why, why, were the, why were the later commandos infected? Was that Wesker to protect That's him? their private army, I think, was it, or something stupid like that? Oh, like, no. the same kind of deal? I'm sure it was Wesker's, because it had the Uroboros missiles there. That's where they manufacturing them and everything. But, yeah, it's just the whole, like, they sacrificed so much for, like Gene said, they sacrificed it all for the co-op, because, you know... I'm sure there was also... I was going to say, I'm sure there's also mention either in the files section that you can actually access with all the different files, the 12 different files, or somewhere else. So it also says that they basically um, self-infected the area as a test as well. Like, it wasn't just... There was, it was either that area or another area, because they call it... What is it? The... Um, Kajuju Autonomous Zone. Autonomous Zone, yeah. And they say that they intentionally infected it because it was a... Um, as a testing range for the type of... The Type 2 version. Yeah, yeah. And so that kind of contradicts that whole... Um, thing of you know the infection being a, you know, a cover, so cover, that yeah, it seems really odd. But I don't know. It's, it's, there's several things about the story that kind of piss me off. Like one of the main things it does is the fact that 
okay, we've been playing the game since 96, and, you know, we've been getting these teases, Spencer, Spencer, you know, Umbrella Chronicles, you finally see him in the helicopter, pretty much confirmed now that that was him. And then, oh, like... Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> well no, because... How many old he, men with tubes taped to their head like that? Come on. It was but he says in a file, I received word that Raccoon was destroyed today. I thought he would have known about it, you know, if he was above it in a helicopter when it was destroyed, unless he's really sick. <laughs> no, listen, five minutes that he removed himself from the day-to-day operations. But anyway, th- you know, we've been building up to this guy for so long, and to just have him in a scene that's less than two minutes long, and he just dies right then and there, it's like... Seriously, so, yeah, that's my behind all of Umbrella and stuff, and their work. The, the thing that I look at it is, is you know, like all the old fans got the shaft, while all the Wesker, you know, these people who just came in at four and like, oh, Wesker's so badass, play him at mercenaries. Yeah, I did. Look at the moves. Look at the shades. He's wearing them cat eyes, bro. <laughs> dark. Oh, look at him with that dark trench coat. Man, so fucking proud. Oh fuck. And to have him just die at the hands of Wesker. Thankfully, Wesker dies at the end as well, which is a, a massive relief. I was elated that that happened. But See, I'm was, a bit shitty I, about that. I just wish that Spencer had pulled the gun on him or something and shot like, him right there. It, it really is just one of those things where every game had been leading up to the fact that Spencer was behind it all. He was the one character who was pretty much the biggest mystery of the series and yes. it just seems like such a cheap shot to kill him off in two minutes it's like it really did feel like a big fuck you to the the entire Hard old fan base yeah, like yeah. it was oh, that's that was my chief complaint with the entire game the thing I'd wonder is how would have you know as shitty and fanboy as it would have sound Karn turned your keyboard off uh, the I wonder how Shinji Mikami would have handled it you know like, because I remember him quoted saying, you know, he wouldn't play Resident Evil 5 because it's not the game he'd make. But I think if if he had made the game, would it even have had Spencer in it? Because he's been cock-teasing him for ages. Well, he was cock-teasing, but, like, Shinji Mikami then pretty much took the entire series away from the old style, like, an old yeah. storyline, pretty much, with 4. So it's kind of like, would he have even you know included him at all like he really did add a, a lot of hinting toward and remake again but then he took it all away in four so it's would he have bothered i don't know but i will say for the faults i have with it you know spencer and all that i will say that they wrap the story up competently you know it think- seems like everything that they could have wrapped up is done the only loose end i could possibly see now is that ada has you know a plagas virus and whatever the hell S was, I don't know. Was that Tricell? Was it? You know. Go ahead. James. I really, I don't, I don't follow that. But I think they brought Wesker back in Code Veronica, mm-hmm. and I guess if he didn't sort of make a move and try something with all these viruses been collecting for so long before yeah. he died, then it would have been absolutely pointless bringing him back. And so, at le- for, he had to go. I agree. Where else could he have gone? You know, he can teleport yeah. and do all sorts of wacky stuff. And that, yeah, he had to die. But if he didn't try and do something with his virus or his massive collection of viruses before the ending, then it would have been absolutely pointless bringing him back to tread water for, God, the, what, eight years or something since Code Veronica. And then, you know, have him dead and we're back to square one, back to 2000. Yeah, year 2000 when Code Veronica came out. So I'm sort of pleased that he did try, you know, take over the world. It's just that, he just wanted to destroy the world for the hell of it. It's 
see, yeah, it definitely yeah. seemed. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. People ever go at Sadler for having a bad plan, but Sadler's made more sense to me than Wesker's. Did Wesker really even have a plan? It was just kind of like what? I hear mankind now. So what Wesker's no, plan no, no, was no. release the Ouroboros and then everyone who's not a big black squirmy thing can live with him forever. Yeah, pretty much. Like it, it was like <laughs> out of, out, like a really advanced form of natural selection, pretty much. There was a, yeah. Who was it that made the joke like that? You know, once what if this hat plan did come to fruition? What where would all these black blobs go? Like you know. Like, yeah. I think somebody was like, you know, oh, well, they just go over there, you know, over Antarctica or something. <laughs> like, they, go willingly, they just go willingly over and just go chill out in Antarctica. Like, they go to the elephant Sadler, graveyard. Sadler had the full intention to return Ashley and then have her persuade the government. And he had, he had a file about it, you know, saying how he's going to persuade the military and, you know, get things Do done. Do you like say that That's all. At least it was straightforward. I mean, the story delivery wasn't very good in Resident Evil 4, but hey, but you know, it was all comic book cliche as well. Hey, but how did you guys feel about the retcon with Wesker? How you know he was one of the Wesker children, and that he yeah, was it's totally unnecessary, endless potential. Yeah, I absolutely think that's totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. When, when I read that, I just thought, what if, as a child, what of his free will? You know, yeah. was he? Surely Wesker, in one of his reports, sort of said, you know, I'm sort of grown up. And in umbrella facilities all my life, and well, they said they, they. Do you know what I mean? He monitored to have it not you know. mentioned ever before. But yeah, what if yeah, he dropped yeah. out of school and started taking drugs or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it limits Wesker's free will in that it seems like something he's always had, and I don't, it, but it was unnecessary. What I guess it's just a tease Wesker for a future release yeah. maybe they're just testing the waters to see how he's, his death is taken by the fan base and then if, oh, if there's an uproar about well, his death and Christ, Christ I hope not but if there is an uproar then yeah they've got to, they've got a way to bring him back that yes. lava didn't really seem to be affecting him all that much for the what they all should have melted one or two him. minutes he was yeah they all should yeah. their clothes should have caught fire <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous but it does. It does just seem like something was thrown in, like as an obvious kind of like, if we can make a sequel and if people do want it to be related to the old games, then we have something to go with. That's what it seems like. Just a backup clause. Still, I'm I'm sort of satisfied, like with the conclusion. Like, okay, we're past Wesker. I'm happy. You know, uh, like it's the kind of Metal Gear Four thing again, where they had quite a lot of things to tie up, and to be fair, they did give it. Yeah. quite a good shot at doing it but it was just as an origin story a lot of the trailers were kind of hinting toward like you know the progenitor viruses is the origin of the viruses you know Wesker Spencer Chris Jill they're all back like and especially when uh, Jun Takeichi was saying you know uh, uh, it's in the guidebook again a lot of the Resident Evil 1 stuff were back for this one yeah. that it was going to be a lot more related to the first one which I didn't really feel like it was that's, I got shades if I can bring up a point about progenitor virus bioweapons, you know, if you look at the original Resident Evil, they've got T virus, which makes your T creations, and Tyrant seems to be the ultimate version of that. Yeah. And then G virus comes along, which improves it. And so they're always working towards an improvement. And then Wesker's got this virus, which it turns out because of the Wesker Children program, they must have had it for years based on the progenitor. And yeah. so why why make T-virus and G-virus monsters in 1998 when you've got this Whisker virus, which makes super soldiers and I stuff? I guess it was a prototype virus, and they said that it, you know, it killed, you know, several, like, there was only a handful that survived from it. 
I guess. But still, how many tyrants are there? Well, then, then we get to Umbrella Chronicles, which says the Telos was there the whole time. So then they've got Telos, and yet they're still making crap tyrants like the T002 and the Proto Tyrant. Still making that nonsense. Where they've got this freaking Telos rocket launcher thing, and then they go on to the G virus research while they've got this ultimate Telos thing, and it just. The umbrella motives get diluted the further on they advance the story. It just doesn't make much sense. They've even got, you know, Greg and his, what is it, Thanatos. I I guess you could chalk it up to different researchers doing different branches, you know? But, like, because Spencer was basically looking for a virus with, you know, 100% infection rate or whatever. But still, to have the progenitor virus make, you know, some awesome weapons. Yeah. It's just, why would you continue on to T-virus and then G-virus research? And then then, um, Telos is another thing, you know, which is undermined. Please, yeah, just strike it from the record. (laughs) Stop, stop. It's skin fucking interfaces with a computer. Its spinal column becomes... Fuck, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever whoever just thought of that, just kill yourself right now. So when, even even saying, oh, was it a a good ending? Well, sort of for me, the whole, especially with Talos and that, but even Resident Evil Zero sort of started getting pretty nonsensical that I don't really care too much anymore. Come on, you guys can't tell me that you didn't, like, get giddy when you went into the Umbrella Labs at, like, the... Oh, five one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really. Those I, labs, and then you see a liquor foot walking on the. You're like, come on, that's like that. Yeah, was, no, that was good. That, that was, was for good. me oh, the best part of the game because it yes. was number one. It was the only part of the game I haven't seen because they showed pretty much fucking everything in the trailers. Like constantly, I would find myself. I didn't listen. I'm like, like oh, no, they haven't shown much, but they. I'm have. like, oh, hey, there's uh, there's that boat. It's, uh, you know, I'm in this boat and I'm go. oh, here's that lily pad area where the boat's going to come and I'm going to fight Irving now, right? It's like, yeah, it's like every single shot I called except for that. That was like the only point where I'm like, oh, uh, this is totally It wasn't new. spoiled that much for me. Mm. But very deliberately, I sort of limited what I I observed. envy you. Damn. Like, damn near everything. The only part was those labs and that was my favorite part of the game. Yeah, same help, here. I can't help but feel I would have enjoyed it even more if I didn't. Fucking trailers! Like, why would they just? I don't know. They did such a good job with number four as well. Yeah, they did a very good job with that. Yeah. And then I I remember watching the the last trailer before it came out, where Wesker pretty much pulls the hood off Bird. I just thought, yeah, can you be any more transparent with what's going on? Yeah, you know that that they've, you know. They've shot their load, you know. That's well, even what, the game, what have they got after that? Even in the game, like Chris already suspects that Jill is here or some shit. Like you yeah. know, he's seen photos, so it's like this is no big mystery. It's obviously huh. her. I read a review and it said Scooby Doo level stuff, and I think that's probably the best. <laughs> <laughs> Who's behind the, the mask? Scooby Doo, yeah. Honestly, though, the like origins of Umbrella and all that stuff, the Endopaya tribe, the Tricell guy, you know, making the continent of Africa mapped. With you know, flowers and everything like that, I thought yeah. that was really good. Like, yeah, that all worked really well. And then it tied into the whole Spencer thing as well. You know, he had kind of copy of the books, and it's what led to the progenitor virus and and that sort of thing. I liked all that. I, I was quite disappointed though with Spencer's portrayal. Like, you know, just like the whole cheesy. I, I mean, I don't know what I expected, but the whole like, oh, I want to take over the world and advance the human race through viruses. Blah, 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 blah. See, also, <laughs> it's like. Cheap. I don't know if it's just because he was, like, you know, cock-teased this whole time, like, you know, as this enigmatic figure, like Spencer, or Wesker saying in, you know, Wesker's, what are his, you know, what are his true intentions with this virus? It, 
like uh, to have it just be like, "Ha ha, want to take over the world?" Oh, and yeah. you damn Scooby Doo kids ruin me. I like, I like Spencer when his motives seem to be make a fucking shitload of money doing illegal stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I liked honestly, his motives better. I they were, they were like more that. easy to relate to. That's the same. It's it about you know. The, yeah, I, I agree, because that's the same thing with, with the Wesker children and the whole carry-on with that, is that Wesker was a better villain, even though I mean, obviously Doc wants to get rid of him, he's like, get him out of the way, but it's one of those, when it's like he was a better villain when he just seemed like he was a badass bad guy, like he just didn't care about anyone, he was just, it was just himself, he wasn't being controlled to be yeah, like this, you know. He was, he was much better in RE1, because in RE1 he was just this guy who had these sly plans, you know, even in RE0 you see, you know, he's guy who has, a, he's always on the oh, ball, if, always you know, has a plan. And for Code Veronica, every, every other version of Wesker, and that's a bit of, that you guys have mentioned that I'm quite surprised, is that no one is real, like it's, it's so atypical of Capcom to go with the monster, mutant monster ending. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why, why are they doing this? Why after Code Veronica X, the extra scenes on there, there isn't this thing—a you know, face-off that is Chris versus Wesker, well. no stupid fucking, you know, monster battle, and <laughs> you know, Shevard helps you know a Chris by like you know, giving him weapons or assisting him by distracting Wesker or something. But basically, it left him human and left the final you know battle down to they- that. Why? Why did they do that? Well, it should have been Falcon Punch into the volcano. Yes! <laughs> From the back of the aeroplane. That and would have been the thing, best. How would he know he would bond with Ouroboros? He could have just spasmed out and turned into a fucking leaf thing. And <laughs> that would have been a He's like, I've got no other options. I'm going to take the chance. And, and of course, it was the, the, and I, I, I said this in a post, but it's the classic liquid snake, multiple deaths, there isn't a death. <laughs> Turns up shirtless on a piece sure. of defeated equipment. Chris, I should have killed you years ago. <laughs> Honestly, like somebody mentioned on the forum, like how didn't I make that connection? What I want to do is I want to get scenes from that and just dub it with Liquid's voice. Snake, brother, brother. Yes. Oh, it would have been perfect. But I just, yeah, I can't believe that they missed that opportunity. I mean, yes, it, they went with the most. I shouldn't be amazed because it is the most obvious way that they go with these endings, but at the same time, shouldn't they know that that's completely not what they want to do and they want to go with a different type of ending just so that everyone can go, oh, wow, I didn't totally didn't expect it to go that way. I, w- I would have liked them to do it, but honestly, like, all the fights with Wesker up to that point, you know, how could you really battle him? Like, sure, maybe at the end you could do it since it was basically sort of like copying the took- PS4 where they're both beat to shit, you know, and they're just old men battling it out. He's got the virus, you know, Serum or whatever, double dose. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. You just keep every every once in a while you get into a, a thing where you just you know basically plug him with another vial or something like that yeah, because yeah, constantly yeah. you just need to keep doing that till it weakens him and then eventually you could punch him off the fucking cliff into the and then, volcano and I and thought that'd be fine. You fight a top yeah, metal gear out the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what was he going to do? Shoot missiles into stuff. the atmosphere to spread the virus. Yeah, like if a plane got shot down, it. But surely an exploding missile would destroy the virus, mostly. No, it would be released into the atmosphere, ensure <laughs> complete global destruction. Satisfaction. Oh, saturation. <laughs> <laughs> so the virus. You know. Speaking of that scene, that's so implanted in my head because when I was playing live on Justin TV with AJ, the lag created between us made it so that that quick time event was damn near impossible. So, like, every time he'd be, like, complete, global, saturated, and then he'd put his fucking fist through my stomach. And it's like, no, god damn it! We must have played it, like, seven or eight times. Have any of you guys had any lag, like, issues with... Yeah, not really. Yeah, I've had the same thing. Yeah. I know, um... 
I'll get I'll get onto quick times in a minute. But I'll tell you, Wesker, he's in his old age. He's becoming very short sighted. Oh my god! <laughs> so cat someone with all these superhuman abilities. How them cat eyes? You can't see anything. Yeah, apparently. Now, now, like I, I remember in an earlier podcast, Gene, you were talking about like you know he has no other you know ailments from this virus other than the cat eyes, and now it's revealed, yeah. you know he has shit eyesight, and that if he has to take a yeah, serum every X amount of hours, yeah. Well, I guess that's a pretty cool guy. It's like purposes. beating up a handicapped person. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's 48 years old or something, is he? 48? Is he? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. pretty old by the time that comes around. Are he tired, yeah. 48 or 50, something like that. I think it's 48. I think it matches yeah. it in, the, uh, in the, the dossier or whatever the fuck. But if we could get, if I could go back to quick time events... Mm-hmm. Some of them are so frustrating. I found when you're fighting on the t- when you're using the turret against Irving. Oh yes, exactly. and you have to you have to press the shoulder buttons. You, if you so, if I'm holding R1 to grab the turret, I can't press L1. I have to let go, drop the turret, and then press both. And by that time, you're dead. Yep. And the same thing when you're using the hammer of dawn to kill Excella. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. We didn't holding... even talk to you about that, and you call it that too. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I have played Gears of War. I don't have a 360. I was playing with a friend, and he said, yeah. He showed me the Hammer of Dawn, and let's just say it out now. It's the same bloody thing. But you're holding R1 to aim that, and then, again, when the tentacle comes for you, you have to let go and then push L and R to dodge. And, again, it's so frustrating. And if I, could, I played veteran mode on my first playthrough, and... They swap around the quick time buttons a lot, which is good. Yeah, yeah. But something they didn't do in RE4 is that you sort of really had two in that it was your shoulder buttons or your two face buttons. Yeah. It's okay, so like that even in the re- in the normal mode on here, it's, it's either uh, well, fuck it, PlayStation square, square and X, X or yeah. left one and right yeah, one. Ah, but see, if you play veteran, you can go square and X or you can go circle and X. Circle and X is the hardest fucking thing to hit because and the thing is, I cover yeah. both. It's and it flashes up two things you know you see the two buttons and it's like okay it's two buttons it's not the shoulders I, I smashed the face buttons no it's the wrong two face buttons so you have to just look at the picture and recognise which two and then push it and I thought that was really really frustrating because your thumb sort of doesn't go on that angle I don't know how the Xbox no, it controller it, it, yeah that seemed just unnecessarily difficult another thing like with pro mode um, if you basically hit any button uh, it counts as your quick time event button press, and, and you, you know. So if you press the wrong so, button first, and then the correct button in the time frame, you get it wrong. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, that's okay. It's promo, but like if you're fighting like Endesu, the El Gigante thing, and you're trying to, you know, you know, you want to tap the fire button so it doesn't overheat, so you're constantly tapping yeah. it, and then all of a sudden a quick time event pops up. Uh oh, you know, you already hit square to shoot to you know cool down the, yeah. the weapon, and you know it just counted. It, it, that fight was so annoying for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd say even I was playing on veteran the first time through, and when he picks up that rock, if you sort of if you take your fire off that rock for the tiniest fraction of a second, <laughs> it hits you. And this is really bad. I, I that's and, probably my least favorite part about the game. There with that like mounted, I hate when the game takes control away from you like that and just uh, it I, yeah. It. yeah. I was going to say the the on rails fight with the motorcycle 
motorcycles and the trucks and then followed by that and it was just two on rail segments that whole chapter is just on rails yeah, yeah. and I'm just like Ugh. I mean I've replayed but it even- now maybe six or seven times and every time I get to that chapter it's, I just dread it yeah and even when you're on the the back of the truck you, you can sort of only you got the 180 degrees ahead but the trucks can actually come further up where you, you can't shoot them yeah there's a few points like that where you have to wait for them to fall back and then you've just got nothing to do except take hits which is really frustrating and another thing like in that specific spot they can chain you with like molotovs so if a guy throws one yeah just right as you're about to aim again another molotov hits you and it's like yeah I know Chris got hit a couple times like that on promo and he just ruined his yeah. run yeah I know um for the indecified that there's a guy on the left that throws molotovs he's an asshole uh, that's only yeah. a veteran and pro I think it is yeah and there's two on the right with bows but if you kill them, they keep respawning. Very annoying. But it's, it's really strange. The one on the right, they only spawn in pairs. So if you kill one and just leave one, he'll just shoot arrows and probably miss you. Oh, I didn't know that. So so I just killed one and left the other guy to keep you know, missing and hit me every now and then for <laughs> tiny damage. But that way I wouldn't have to worry about them respawning and half the damage output of them. Yeah. But for that, for that boss fight, that's like the only strategy I figured out that actually helped somewhat. The rest is just... You know, yeah. shoot it where you're prompted what, to. What did you guys think about the liquors? They're tough. Very tough, yeah. Like two magnum bullets, unless it's in the head. Uh, you go That's kind of heart. good in a way. Like it's makes them a good challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Especially I, I, that area with the march of the liquors when you're uh, you're pushing <laughs> the block, someone yeah. has to cover you, and you just turn around and there's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, even yeah, after that, when they all come down, you have to kill them all. That's where I died more times. I thought the part where they're all in the glass and it's like, oh no, we can walk through here was really a nice touch. Like it I was, was smart enough. I was smart enough to realize that if I double tapped the door that and he kicked it, he'd probably screwed up. But I think they missed an opportunity there because as soon as you get to the end of that, you got to kick the door down and they all come out anyway. So it's like yeah, that's the that's the setup, and then you have to run to the elevator and wait for it. Yeah, but you even have to when hold you hit them the off. elevator button, they would you know different ones would have come. Like I don't understand why they couldn't have let you just sneak past that one point just to be a nice little thing. Like. It's you can just, uh, until you get to the double door, the, the yeah. door where you need to both open it. Yeah, which is and right then, around the corner. And so but you like, can sneak uh, through the other corridor with liquor stone. Yeah, you were te- mentioning this. There's only two. Yeah. There's, I know there's that other one where they're like uh, sort of in the fence air, boiler room area. You could sneak past them there, but it's difficult. Uh, I I never honestly I've never seen them sneak past. Are you talking, Karn? Are you talking where you send the one up on the elevator? No, it's basically a U-shaped corridor okay, yeah, with liquor scrolling in it. That's the boiler room you're talking Okay, I thought you were referring to the one where you got to push that cube. No, you you, you can't, can't do that. You them. can sneak all the way up to the cube pushing, basically, without getting detected ah, by it, but okay. then they'll automatically go after you because you start making yeah, noises when you either when you walk on the grid or when you start pushing. I don't know okay. which one triggers it. And one of the first ones will jump after you after you've walked by it. Yeah, yeah. But that one can be distracted by the other player. If he starts firing, then he'll go after him instead. So, since we've kind of exhausted the talk about the game, can I tell you all how ter- how much terrible racists you are? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, this is just my, this responsible for the extension of an ex- entire African civilization. That's right, you you terrible <laughs> bastards. 
Um, well, I, th- no, I thought half the game I was. It's in called South population America, control, damn it! <laughs> yeah, repeat that, Gene, because I think you got. Uh... I-, I thought for half the game I was in South America, going by the ancient Aztec ruins and stuff that I was in. You know, I I didn't even pick up on that until you mentioned it, and I'm like, yeah, they yeah. did sort of look Aztec. They? Yeah, and they said they sent researchers, you know, get get the look of Africa, oh, yeah. and they, they I'm sure they went to like. They got they the to... the, um, the racial mix of Kijuju, all right, and they had the research. But they must have went down in all these ancient ruins and seen things that I'm not privy to because, yeah, I guess they would have hit the nail on the head and got it perfect. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's absolutely right on that regard. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, the, uh, I don't want to call them out specifically, but there's a certain journalist who just... Like, Stephen recently on a podcast, he just sort of mentioned that, you know, the imagery is still... The fact that the villagers, you know, revert to grass skirts and all that, I think that was one of his sticking points. And another one was the fact that, like, this place exists in a place where Kajuju also exists. Like, I guess what he was saying is that they didn't really get the geography of the place. Like, these people wouldn't be here with these pe- these other people as well. Okay, and well... My caveat for that would be, you know, it's a game. Like, it, we're meant to go yeah, to yeah. different places and different... But even that's... It's not that's... supposed to be historically accurate, you know? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, are we now holding all developers to, like, a standard where they have to be entirely accurate? Like, why does R- Raccoon City have Japanese-style back streets and everything? Yeah. You know, I'll tell like, you, um... Kujuju uh, seems to be contextual, mm-hmm. you know, contextually relevant, and I think the swamps are explaining game where the guy, the young boy with the file, he says everyone dresses up in the ancestral war paint. Yeah, and stuff. they start regressing, and even yeah. So that, that, that was explained. The Endapaya file mentions that you know every year they do the traditional ceremonial yeah. thing or whatever in yeah. the ruins where they still guard. I mean, so that was justified. Yeah, I, I thought so as well. Satisfact- satisfactorily to my criterions, I guess, which you know, arbitrary at best, but you know, I was fine with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm coming at it from a white man's perspective, but like, <laughs> I think you know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand. What, what, what I the reason found sorry, really weird the was the stealing and selling of their treasures. Like you ransack their villages <laughs> after you die. That was a bit unsettling. I, I was going to say, well, why is this any different? Like, like, fair, like, enough, it, it, fair enough that they're infected and they're killing you and that justifies murder <laughs> like what or otherwise. But to go oh, and but, steal their treasures and stuff? Okay, go ahead, Ross. Well, I was going to say, why is this, like, realistically, when you look at it, why, and I'm going to use the old crutch, but it's true, why is this any different than Resident Evil 4? Like, it isn't. It, you still steal their treasures, you still kill people, it's just the race issue. It's, everyone's just going, oh, it's Africa, you can't do that. And if it's exactly yeah. the same, like, it's no different, you're stealing stuff, you're killing them, I, I, I just don't get it. I, yeah, I, but in Resident Evil 4, you stole the redundant like currency of the same <laughs> for these events of Resident Evil Solid 4. gold. <laughs> it's not redundant. Solid gold is still valid. Like, I'd like to think I'm missing the guy's point, but, like, every time I hear him explain it, I hear him explain it the same way. So it's well, like... the way he, he, he in particular, Santa, is that Resident Evil 4 was different because with Resident Evil 5, the place and the things that you're doing have uh, a history which I think was his main point that when you think of this, you're thinking of a history and the whole kind of like black suppression, whatever. That was his point about it. But I don't know. I just kind of feel like I can't help but feel it's like because it's more related to him, he's feeling more about the situation than like 
I'd, I'd also wonder if it's not like just a generation gap issue. Like our generation, we really don't see race as like you know a serious barrier, or even like think back to like uh, you know I'm a white guy, but I don't really think like oh hey there's a black guy. Wow, slavery! You know, however many. Go on, beyond the boss, boy. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't even. Watch monkey. Don't, really don't see, worry. We're taking I don't it back. Even really see that all, any, at all? So it's like, to me, why would he be? You know, it just doesn't really make. Bringing sense. it up. Yeah, like it's it doesn't make any sense to me. It just seems like he's creating controversy for controversy's sake. Like a what if scenario. Like oh well, for, you know these guys are doing research. Traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, Guys, it all would have been better had there been like a kid that kicked a ball to Chris and Chris had to kick it back. <laughs> oh, God. And then even getting upset because Sheva, like he didn't say this, but some other people like Neo, on NeoGap, like Sheva's not black enough. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, rotten who, hell. Who was it that called her his little caramel princess? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Shall we go there? No, no. No, we're not naming uh, names there. I think Yahtzee said she was dipped in tea. <laughs> he has a review out now. Oh, no, this was the preview. Mm. He did a while ago. <laughs> I think he was talking about, about race. specifically about her inclusion. But okay, now that you've played the final game, what do you think the demo? I, in my opinion, I think it did a huge disservice. Yeah, I'd agree. It uh, it really just seemed like it, the demo gives no pacing, like a no example of how the game yeah. plays out at all. I I really hope it doesn't hurt the sales because like for this game, I almost would have you know the beta the beta hunter in me is glad they released a demo, but, like, I almost wish they did, like, just to help spur, sa- spur more sales. Because the hype going for the game was great. And then, you know, assholes got a whole, oh, why can't, why can't I run and shoot? Why can't you, I just got gears? And, like, yeah. everybody, everybody who's kind of had that opinion and played it, generally, they've been like, oh, wow, I was totally wrong about this, the pacing is great, you know, it fits. So it's like... I didn't think the demo was that great to begin with. It was No, no. It captured the tension of, you know, these full-on swarms coming at you, but that's really all it did. It didn't... It, well, the other thing... It, two was... separate moments in the game. Yeah. Because well, I was going to say, the, that demo, in a way, is not too dissimilar from the demo they put up for Resident Evil 4, either. Like, the... the You had the scene with, you know, with a bunch of villagers um, attacking you in an enclosed area, and you're kind of limited in length of time. It's, you know, it's, it's very similar, and it was like... I could see where they were going with it, but they should have... Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm I, I'm kind of thinking to myself, I don't know what they would have if they were still to replace a demo that wasn't that. What part of the game that they should have used either if they were going to do it? Um, yeah. I'd probably still agree that they shouldn't have released a demo. Yeah. Now maybe maybe something more linear, just sort of something more interesting at least. Like I think from one two on, because everyone had known that one one was pretty much going to be the uh, public assembly fight. Like everyone knew and. Everyone knew what it would be playing. Like, even from one to on one, it's kind of like it starts slower and then builds up to something. That probably would have been a better demo than, oh, big fights, here's two, go wild. But I guess since we've kind of exhausted all the talk here now. Shiva's AI. Oh, yeah. AI versus co op partner. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to throw out there um, Reapers. Oh, one yes. hit kill. Reapers are. Hey, are you bad mouthing Reapers, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm bad. I think they're well mouthed. Oh, I just. No, I think they're great enemies, but I just. Play the game, Freddy, you fucking scrub. Oh my god. 
fuck that fuck that one hit kill <laughs> okay yeah I, I agree that's a bit cheap um, but yeah. honestly I thought like, maybe in higher difficulties or if you're below half health or something like mm-hmm. that's how they did in the old games if you're that, if you're weak enough they could the hunters yeah, could take hunter, you yeah. but not from full health gentlemen that's a bit rude but that enemy like just when it like, when it hatches from the egg, the build up to it, I thought it was fantastic. I, I said to myself, "Oh wow, finally I've entered the Resident Evil." You know, this is what like I the first want. time the I came up against. I want to fight BOWs, damn it! Yeah, well, I think I think I think with that and the liquors, you know, and yeah. and the whole uh, lab area as well, and you kind of get into this this rhythm of the game, um, kind of hitting a good stride. Yeah. I think one of the criticisms I had of Resident Evil 4 is that there wasn't enough enemy variety, and I think number five addressed that really well. Yeah, yeah. With your Reapers and your Lickers and the more armaments for the Magini and things. There's one thing, though. I don't really find the Maginis as, what should I say, frightening as the old Spanish guys in Resident Evil 4. Because there's... There, there's just some yes of course they're the, black they're black there's just something very unsettling about those basically old people walking around mumbling and wanting to kill you with farm equipment well, the, well, <laughs> maybe it's closer that, to home you I mean there, there's, two, there's two it's like friggin well, what's his name again I'm thinking of a movie now but I can't remember the English name for it <laughs> I totally killed it now. But Rob, go ahead. What, what there's, there's two things about that. I mean, someone was talking about the guidebook and how it mentions that they were supposed to use like chairs and images and bases as, as weapons in their village area, which they kind of dropped and said they've all just got bottles and and sides and anchors <laughs> and stuff. Um, but the other thing as well is that in four, like they, you come across that village and the villagers are just doing what villagers do. Mm-hmm. Except that doesn't that doesn't exist in five. When you arrive in five, they're beating the crap out of a sack and on the ground. <laughs> Come on! I see. I'm, not, I'm, I'm leading into the soul. This, this, this may actually be. Come on. Are you trying Rob. to say they're not doing that? Rob, you're telling me you've never played a game of beat the bloody sack. They're just in the arse. You're from New Zealand. They're not actually doing anything. Is this, is this a comment on what people do in Africa? They stand around, do nothing. And, and beat things in a sack. I'm sorry. I, this is somehow. the one thing that I can't actually say. Well, maybe this is looking a little racist. <laughs> okay, I can maybe understand it there, but like by that time, I think it was clear that everybody was infecting. You know, there was that guy oh, yeah. who sneered it, at you, and they're dragging that one guy away if you go over to the right. Yes, true. Yeah. I feel that as well, but... But I mean, there's, there's, I think there's a little bit of a setup difference as well. I mean, aside from the fact that by the time you get that village, you've already kind of been attacked. But the, the people are doing like they're, they're moving hay into a into a cart and they're just walking around. This, you know, I think there's a little bit of a different vibe to the yeah. to the uh, Ganado than. Now that you mention, I think it sort of assumes that you played four or you know the plot setup for four. Like it doesn't, you know, no qualms about it. These guys are infected. Fucking kill them. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even have that whole setup because I mean, obviously, you when you come to four, you didn't know what was going on, and Leon turns up. Yeah. He, gets, he, he tries to show the photo of Ashley to the guy, and he, the guy you know turns around oddly, and he starts coming towards you, and you're like, "Well, what the hell am I supposed to do?" And Leon makes the decision. This guy's hostile, you know, and you realize that yeah. once if you don't do anything, you have to shoot him. And, and it's a big setup change compared to five. You just kind of you're right. It's like you almost have to know that these guys are baddies, and you have to shoot them straight away. You don't Gotta get those baddies. The, the setup is that scene where they're infecting the guy and then the guy attacks you. Um, you don't even give them the chance to try and understand that something's wrong. You yeah. just know it 
fact that you come across that scene. Okay, but since Gene brought it up, Sheva's AI, um, have you all, have you guys all gone through with AI and then with a partner? No, yeah. I have not played through the entire game with AI, at least. Oh, I have no. great experience with Chris. AI. Yes, t- okay, one specific example that's really funny, in my opinion, and a huge failing on Capcom's part. Chris, tell us what happens when you play as Sheva and get to the very end. Well, I'm not sure if it's actually the way it happens, but if I have no, so far not had any luck with Chris as an AI pushing the boulder down so that I could cross as Sheva. He just stands there. I've done it about four times, and uh, Wesker always reaches me and knocks me off. But and Chris just kind of st- either he's standing at the boulder or, or he's still up in the original, not the original, but uh, the I final think, stage what, where you fight Wesker. I have no what idea. What difficulty is this? What, which what? difficulty is this? What difficulty? <laughs> all all difficulties. Uh, Look, so you've tried on different ones. I have no idea. Are you okay, Car? <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of like picked up a cold or something this week and ah. figured out I had nothing better to do. Okay, but like, how that could pass through QA? Like, okay, being able to play as Sheva is a known thing, you know? After you beat the game, you can play as her. Why did they not play this whole game through? What the hell? I think I think it was Skunky who said, Chris's AI is very different to Sheva's, which surprised me somewhat. Yeah, I don't understand I haven't tested it myself, but... I, I agree. He, he, he seems noticed. more. He aggressive. said he noticed Chris is a lot worse than Shiva to play with as an AI. Really? I thought it was a whole lot yeah, better because he... he's more aggressive for me. Okay, I haven't tried it because if I can go now, I haven't finished the game because I couldn't pass the two chain gun Magini with Shiva as an AI on veteran. Could not do it. This is at Hours the, like end yeah. area. Right near the very end, I just couldn't do it. It's just. So frustrating. I go up to the turret teller to use it, and then we get ganked up there. She, she was absolutely hopeless. So what I, I had to do, I had to go and join an online game, pass the chapter on normal. But because I've done, I haven't finished the game on one difficulty level. Technically, I haven't finished the game, and so I haven't unlocked mercenaries or the ability to play a Sheva in single player or anything like that, which back, is really frustrating. Yeah. Back on Chris's AI though, I think he's more aggressive because he's so racist. <laughs> but no, no, no. But seriously, um, like playing, th- I went through this game with Sheva AI in the beginning, and it frustrated me to no end. I thought that you know it, it, I'd still be able to keep the tension and the horror, but no, definitely not. Um, with the AI failings like that, I think it'd be much better to go through your first time with a partner or somebody you know. Yeah. But because there's a few, there's a few parts where she's better. Than yeah, yeah. Partner, like if you the rocket turret against Irving, she hits him every time with the yep. rocket, and I'm hopeless at that. Another, a few other times when you're on the spinning platform and you give her a sniper rifle, she just gets them all. The guy's holding the brake. Basically, anytime when you need an aim bot, she's good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. I'm, I'm always prone to saying she gets worse as you get, you get later in the game because the the whole pretty much chapters five and six, through the boss fights. Uh, She's really atrocious. The only time that comes in, in handy is um, during the Wesker fight with the rocket launcher, uh, because she just stays out of his way. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, like how she gets horrible. Wait, what? what? And when I played it, they didn't stay out of the way. Didn't she? I, I had her. I had her basically stay out of the way. She just followed me around or everywhere. No, when and, I did um, it, she she was all over Wesker. I'm like, come on, get away from him, come on. And she was yeah. just like all over him. What are you eating? 
food. Are you chewing? Yeah. Eating. Eating. Well, well, come on. You, you've let us know now that you've been eating. Tell us what you're eating. It's chicken, scallops, and some catfish. Okay. Delicious. Mute your mic while you're chewing, please. Now, while I was talking, too. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Talk with this mouthful. Speaking of Rob, though, where he mentioned that you know her AI kind of falls apart in the later levels, like on this one section, if you kind of take away – this was just me playing on pro. Like, you know, I wanted to get all the kills and everything. So I, I let her have no weapons. And when she has no weapons, she'll kind of like. There's a point where you can take cover, and there's a bunch of Magini with guns out there. What she does is she stands right out in the open and just like st- takes all the hits and dies instantly. It's like, how could they not see that, like, without a weapon, she just gets out there and gets killed? It's like, what the fuck? Unbelievable. Even, even, I mean, it's almost to say that a- Ashley's. AI and four was better programmed, and the small sections where she took cover most of the time when she needed yeah. to, could tell her to hide and she'd stay there. And yeah, but even when you raise the weapon, she'd duck and or stand behind your shot. I never hit her by accident once in my playthroughs. Like, I'm actually a bit surprised. I'm a bit surprised by something. You have like when you play with a co-op partner, you have like all these commands you can send out, like stay, go thanks, all that stuff, but when you play like with the AI partner, you only have like cover and attack. Yeah. yeah. I and found that's... that a bit strange, because like, I think in Outbreak, you can problem. actually, yeah, in, I was about to say that, like in Outbreak, you can use the AdLib system to command the AI partners around, do a lot of stuff for you if you actually like, manage to tame the system, more or less. Yeah. I think having a command to wait would have been a whole lot more useful. Definitely, definitely, but Speaking to that, ah oh, hell, I lost my point. <laughs> uh, wait, it was something about being able to tell. Stay, wait, go. Outbreak. Oh, oh, oh! One of the big failings of the AI is the fact that it will, if you have it in, you know, follow mode, it'll only use the handgun, and you have to put it in attack mode to use anything else. Like, yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable why they would choose to do. Like, I think even if you don't give her any weapons other than like an MP5. And even with, like, a submachine gun or something like that, once a Maginny's on the ground, she'll just aim at their foot and hit them there, like, just using the maximum amount of ammo. So it's like, oh, come on. I I kind of... I I was going to say, I gave gave her in the end a lot of the handgun and the sniper rifle, and it seemed to do a lot better because she would just use the handgun by default all the time in attacking. I've never even seen... And the sniper rifle when she ran out of ammo or saw stuff in the distance, and that's the only time I actually got the, I guess, intelligent use out of the AI. I've never even seen her use a sniper rifle or any kind of big, like, high-caliber thing. All I've seen her use is, like, an assault rifle. Like, if you give her, if you, if you give her very give her little... And give her, I don't even... I, I never give her a shotgun. It's the worst idea you can do. <laughs> she just wastes the ammo on nothing. Like she, the grenade she, launcher. I, I've never seen her use it. Her, her, is her AI not even programmed to use it? I, I don't know. I've, I've seen her use it. I've seen her use it. Right. What's that, Gene? I could swear I've seen her use a hand grenade once. I, no, not a hand grenade, but like the grenade. The grenade I've never seen her. Let's see if I trust her with that. Yeah, I've never seen her use any kind of weird. Like it's like, why would they design uh, a system where you can give her those things if she can't use them? It's. Like, uh, it, I, I'd say the only times I saw her use the sniper rifle was like there was clearly an enemy at distance. Like if I was driving the the boat around the marshlands and there was yeah. like guys attacking, she'd grab the sniper rifle and use it, and. If she ran out of handgun ammo, then she would default to it. She would just move to the next weapon and had ammo until she ran out. Okay, I guess... Does anybody have anything else to add to that, or can we wrap it up with our general thoughts? Um, Oh, just one more thing. Did anyone else kind of feel like there was some 
bits and pieces throughout the game that were really feeling like major rehashes for. And like I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's the same system. But there was just some parts where it's like, especially like 4 1, that when you're going down into the Aztec ruins, there's a few parts where it's like, isn't this just the area I fought Kreiser in? And then, like, when another chainsaw Magini comes out, it's like, really? You couldn't have thought of anything different about this? Just, there was yeah. a few parts like that. It was like, it, this just feels very rehash. It was pretty much a lot of the things were RE4, you know, inspired and basically ripped off. Like, what about what they took out of RE5 from 4? Hmm? Yeah, like the inventory system and stuff like, yeah. Oh, I miss that sorely. I, yeah. Honestly, as cumbersome and annoying as it would be in co-op, I'd want it back. Cause, like, and, as much as I like the D-pad switching and everything, I'd much rather be obsessive-compulsive and arrange my inventory <laughs> to be nice and neat with the ammo blocks everywhere. <laughs> better not be pricing dead space in some other conversation now. What's that? <laughs> you better not be placing dead spaces inventory system somewhere else now. Oh no 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 no! I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. But I uh, <laughs> like um, I killed a fish and it dropped money instead of health. Yes. Yeah, just, you can't put a trout in your inventory anymore. No 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 trout. Um, what else? Uh, combining treasures. I thought. Yeah, but- oh, yeah combining yeah. treasures. I missed that. And if I could just. Just before you guys go on about that, when you kill a boss, you don't get gold in this. Now, in number four, I really look forward to killing a boss, getting a huge chunk of money, upgrading a gun. Well, mini in bosses. This, you don't get, and yeah, but not the, big bosses. You don't get no, no, any no, gold. No, 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 no. Uroboros, in the very beginning, if you kill him without using the incinerator, he drops a gold ring. And if you oh, right. just stop Whisker as well, he'll give you, is it the Heart of Africa? Yeah, yeah, Heart of Africa, that white uh, heart diamond. How do you... How do you stop? Which part do you stop Whisker? Uh, uh, you do enough... ju- Go ahead, Rob. I was going to say, this is the Jill Whisker fight. If you can distract him in that seven minutes and shoot him with a rocket launcher or something like that, if you've got one, um, then you, and then he, def- he deflects the rocket as normal when you shoot that, and it usually injures him enough that he will drop it. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 that's the wrong... Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Wait, are you talking about when he's still in the ruins, or... Because I've never yeah, fired yeah. a rocket at him when he's in the corridor. No, neither yeah, I, I did that. Just like magnums and stuff. So he stops I mean, it like he does in the later fight? I yes. found... Oh, okay. You can do that early. Is, is that fight time? The seven yes, minutes? Seven minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, seven, seven minutes. Because I, I found... I thought I could swear maybe it's just the bad timing, but after about the fourth or fifth time I tossed Jill that the cutscene played pretty much as soon as yeah. she hit the floor. No, it's... I, so I, think that, you, I thought you had I, to chase her. So it could just be bad timing. I'm pretty sure if you do enough damage, he kind of quits early. Because I'm pretty okay. sure after getting that. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking at the, the leaderboards, and at least in the PS3, like the top 20 places, the Japanese, and yeah, they're all the Japanese. overall time's about, I think, less than two hours, the whole game. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. There's got to be some I can do it. massive time save. The, the, the combining treasure thing was a big disappointment. I thought I was missing something that I couldn't... Yeah, yeah, I sat for a few minutes. It, it, it took to me a few it. chapters to find where to upgrade my gun. And if if there's, tell me this, if there's no way to combine them, then why isn't there just a sell all button? Yeah. Why? Not only really that, but oh, why is someone like to? shaped? Like I can't help but feel that, that was something that was maybe just not finished, like coding or something. Because it's like, especially when there's like oh square jewels and stuff. I was like, so am I waiting for the? you know, clock or something that has square indents to put these in. And it was a long time before I sold it. I was like, there really isn't any combined here. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well... I... 
here's a question about upgrades. I think I'm right. I could be wrong, and I'd like to be corrected if I am. But say if I'm comparing two uh, shotguns, yeah, and say one has a bar that is say ten centimeters long, and the other's got one that's eight centimeters long, right? I don't think they compare to each other, honestly. No, they don't, do it's, they? It's very, so very they, stupid. You simply and, have to go by the stats, like a, it's 2.8 yeah. compared and to you like can't, I think in Resident Evil 4 you can see the stats of the next level after you purchase the upgrade. Yeah, you could. Yeah, in this you can't. Can you? I think no, yeah, I'm upgrades. Yeah, yeah, it shows it's you a, what it goes to, yeah. It shows. It's just like 2.8, yeah. like 3 or something, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't tell you the maximum upgrades or something? Uh, it's been a while since I played 4. Well, I don't think they did that but in the Resident Evil 4 either. In fact, you couldn't cross-compare. Well, Resident Evil 4 had solid numbers, didn't it? Like Sniper Rifle, 15 damage. You know, no, other no, no. Sniper Rifle, 18 think, damage. No, no, I think you could just kind of sort of figure it out, like, by how... And even that, like, the Riot Shotgun, the second one, not the Jailbreaker. Like... Oh, the M3? The fire... Yeah, yeah, the firepower upgrades on that. Like, it goes up very small, very small, very small. And then, like... And then massive. Massive hit to the very end. It's like, whoa! Why yeah. is the bar going all the way up there? Then why didn't they just sequentially yeah. make it? Fi- it doesn't make any sense for that. And I, that felt really. Resident Evil did that a lot better. The upgrade system. Definitely. It took Way me better. ages to find it in the menu where to upgrade and sell stuff. <laughs> it's so. Yeah, some of the things are labeled. I was about up to one. I think one about halfway through. Is there one three or is it two one? I forget. One 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 two about, two one. Yeah, two one. It's about two one before I actually figured out how to upgrade anything. Yeah, like, does anyone else even just in general miss the merchant? I do, yeah. I, I do as well. Just for his voice samples alone, like, you know. I, I've, I've got another thing as well. This is probably the sadistic, you know, saddest of me, but um, all the death sequences from 4, they're all missing, like, oh, the variety. The, the the beheading by the chainsaw machine doesn't even decapitate you. It's like, what? Well, in a, in, a, in a general sense as well, there would be opportunities for the liquor to take your head off and, yes. you know, swipe and, and and stuff like that, but none of that's there as well. Nothing, yeah. Speaking of which, there's the kind of parts on Magini Grabby and you have to do that kind of left-right stick thing. Does anyone think that's much harder this time than it was in 4? I've had it a number of times where I jammed on that damn thing. I don't know if it's the controller crapping out or what, but, like, they would I- just still bite me. Yeah, I, I think it is just in general a lot harder this time. Yeah, you take your take your right hand off the stick, put your palm on the that's stick, what and just I do. rotate. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, welcome even to like, the club. You can do that heaps faster, but even then, there's a few times where you still get done by it on the oh, high. Oh, oh, oh! And does anybody else think that the like um, sort of like turning a crank or like turning a wheel was designed so that you had to buy a new controller because your stick fucking wore out? Because <laughs> tell me I'm not the only one who, like, practically ruined his new delicious DualShock 3 imported from Japan, like, thumbstick on that. I'm looking down at my 360 and there's, there's powder on the, like, there, the Yeah, there's powder all over this thing. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. fuck, what have I done? <laughs> you just gotta take it slowly. Yeah, Wait, anymore, what, I... What, what, you gotta press square to grab it to turn it. What does press, press square to open it after, you know, 10 seconds, whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff now that I think about it, honestly, that we haven't touched on. Mercy, yeah. all that other stuff. So, can, it, it, Rob, finish up your point. I was going to say as well that even the flicking the stick back and forth uh, for some of the QTEs, especially near the end on the flight with the shivers, kind of you flick it back and forth real quick so that you don't get choked. And that that's like hard out. So they want it kind of, you can't just do it softly, it doesn't yeah, register. Yeah. Okay, so uh, last point about the story, I will say 
at the very end, I thought this might sound really terribly mutiny, but I think I thought Jill should have absolutely used the rocket launcher with Chris. <laughs> to get yeah, it, it I don't seems, think that, that would have like been much more of like a, a kind of tie-up story. It's like, yeah. like the two people who started this whole thing was like Jill and Chris against Wesker. Like, it, it would seem only fitting that they would close it off. Yeah. This is the same reason why I thought the fight then should have been totally Chris and Wesker as well. Even though I know obviously they wanted something to co-op, they should have, you know, they should have built that in, but it should have been entirely different. For the exact same reason. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it kind of just doesn't seem fair enough to the to the history of the story as well. Yeah. Okay, um, let's touch on the ancillary stuff. The extra stuff. Yeah, am I correct in using that? I think I am. I think you are, but just to break it down for. I will assume I am, and I will assume I'm intelligent. After all, it was in your best interest to assist me. Anyway, so I'll, quickly, I'll touch on the library. What did you guys think? Like, uh, for me, I didn't even Paul read them until like long after like three times beating it because it just they were so long some of them 44 pages just like some of them are terribly long and full of lots of details you don't get in the main game I was actually honestly surprised like just how like it mentions how you know Wesker was you know programmed to seek out Spencer <laughs> shit like it's like what that wasn't mentioned at all during yeah, that scene. It's like, such why a didn't cop ex- out. It's a real shame. They really needed to expand that scene with Spencer and have more, you know, stuff that's actually in the damn thing. They mentioned, it's you know, throughout the entire game like that. There's yeah, there's yeah. complete missed opportunities. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a scene at the start of the Martians where um, Shiva starts talking about her history about her family and stuff. Yeah, perfect opportunity for flashback. Not taken. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But even like, why doesn't Shiva speak African to anyone? And even me saying African, I'm sure there's... You don't have to get touchy. <laughs> there's, like, various you know what I mean? languages. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are, and my ignorance coming across here, knowing of them, the name of any of them, but surely she could try and reason well, was, with, you know, crazed cannibals at the start or something. She was the you know, guide for is it being That's the reason she's there, because yeah, yeah, she's yeah, a local. Exactly. Not even. Just... But, okay, what else? What do we got? Figurines. Figurines full of Jill vagina. Yeah, very interesting, aren't they? Can we touch on that? Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Jill's in-game well, model. With was the that the best term you could have used? We touched on that. As a vagina We've touched that. painted on it on the very bottom. Very sloppily done, if you know what I mean. I wonder who took the photo for that texture. Honestly. John. <laughs> <laughs> And, and now the, the no 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 but I mean when the, with the game the maker yeah yeah the I game don't... maker so he gets in at nine o'clock all right stuff to do today you know model this model that do shaders yeah, true, on true it's Japan they, they don't have anything but blocked censorship yeah where what did they sh- find it it, prob- it doesn't honestly it doesn't look like a photograph it just looks like a shittily handmade you know thing but uh, how could that pass through you know like like it's obviously <laughs> not accident. No, no, definitely not an accident. And I'm wondering. Now, now the next happen. question is, who looked and discovered that thing? Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask that. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, mercenaries. Oh, what's that? It's actually. It's kind of hilarious to see how far that gamma-adjusted picture has made it. Now, like, it's being reposted on NeoGAF several times. <laughs> but okay, so moving on from that, mercenaries. Has anybody gone into that yet? Oh, oh yes. yes. I've I, I gotta I say. 
I've been bitten by the bug after being invited by John. I didn't think I would be so into it since it's got leaderboards, and I kind of generally hate that. Like, you know, well, my dick's bigger than yours. Look here. But just for the sheer fun factor of it, it's great. Like, being able does to it, play... What's that? Does it unlock stuff for the main game, like RE4? Uh, no. Uh, oh, you unlock other characters, new stages, and also you get bonus points so you can buy, like, figurines. It's In fact, it's the most efficient and quickest way to, like, earn, you know points to buy figurines and infinite ammo stuff. Okay. So yeah, I guess you could say it sort of does. Can you get money from it? No. Okay. Uh, but definitely... So you can't buy upgrades for guns? You can't buy what? Upgrades for your guns? No, no, no. You the can main buy, game? No. If you have a fully upgraded weapon, you can then use the points that you gain from that or the main game itself to unlock infinite ammo for them. Okay, right. Yeah. But, but like, I gotta say... Very, very nice. I like it a lot. A co-op is definitely a very great addition. Oh, God, it's a blast. It really is. Well, one thing I really don't like with Mercenaries, though, is basically that you have less characters than you had in Resident Evil 4, really. Even, oh, though, you, even though you have, like, eight characters, you have less characters than you had in Resident Evil 4, because you have, like... You have, like... Wait, is it eight, ten? Whatever you have wait, in this wait, wait. game? What defines a character here? Because... They're all different item sets, okay? Yeah, they have different item sets, but they're still the same character with the same moves and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who would you have preferred? Chainsaw Magini number one you play as? Yes. Uh, by all, by all <laughs> means, that would have been the best game mode ever. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I want to play as a Zoidberg. <laughs> but, um... No, but I think it's a really, like, cheap and odd way out. Also, the fact that you have, like, a Stars Wesker and you have a Stars Chris, but no Stars Jill. Since you have, like, a lot of costumes for everyone. I'm super pissed that there's no no Honk. Like, he was my favorite of, like, the the previous Mercenaries character. And he was, like, a very specific, like, style of gameplay. They even have Mm. the mask modeled for him, like, in the BSAA getup already. So why can't they just use that guy? You know? (sighs) When he it's, when he shoots the rocket uh, on public yeah, assembly, that's just so upsetting. Like, that, oh. maybe, but maybe that's a DLC or something. Like, yeah, maybe maybe that's like DLC. Yeah, I wouldn't mind DLC with extra characters. Bring it maybe on. The, like the rest yeah. of the four maps just re-released. Like I would. What I really guess. want, like I'd love to ha- for them to have DLC where it's like single player story. I don't know. Maybe when Jill was like huffing and puffing, doing whatever while Chris was fucking around on the boat. Well, like, kind of separate like, ways stuff? Yeah, because it seemed like she was yeah. up to something because she comes on that panel like, Chris, I don't have a lot of time, blah, 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 blah. You know? And then the, and then her PDA cuts off or whatever. What was going on there? Appease the fans. Smash. I was going to say, would it be interesting to just have it from the point that Chris rescues her, or would it be interesting to have it right from the start of the game where you've basically got some superpowers and you've got the cloak costume and everything? Mm. Because you see her at various points. It's much like Ada as well, because you've got her on the boat earlier and her rescuing um, Irving and, and stuff like that. That could kind of be interesting as well. Yeah, seeing, like, Wesker, and I don't think they'll do that just because, like, the cost to get, like, Wesker and all them back in to do all the voice acting, motion capture, etc., etc., Unless they found it. Well, if you watch the making of, like, they really did a lot, like, to to make this, like. Have any of you watched it? No, I'm not into watching it. Yeah, because I, I don't have mine for, yet. I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, you don't have it, Gene? Why is that? Yeah, I'll get I'll get onto that in a minute when you okay. guys finish up. Okay, but 
like I don't know, they they really went into a lot like 3D camera stuff. I, I know Resistance was <coughs> all like, yeah, we're the first game to use this in-game 3D camera stuff, but like they used it, they used that, mm. and all this other stuff. They storyboarded it, they pre-visualized, pre-vised it, all this stuff, just a ton of work. That that might be an explanation as to why they didn't have as many cutscenes. You know, throughout the game that explained earlier stuff just because of the requirements of yeah. putting the whole thing together as well. Trust me, it looked like a big, like a lot of money. But, yeah. Um, so besides Mercs, which is a lot of fun, what else is there? Well, the Versus DLC that's coming. Oh, well, um, we're going to get onto that in a sort of newsy segment. We're already at like two hours, 15 minutes here, so this is going to be a big return. F yeah. What to uh, say about five? Yeah. I guess so. Uh, Gene, so go ahead and put the boot into them. Yes, I am. Um, for those who don't know, what today is the 22nd of March, and Biohazard 5 came out on the 5th of March. Is that right? Uh, I believe it was the 3rd, wasn't it? Or, no, well, it was the 5th. Yeah, 5th. 5th. Okay. Yeah, 5th. But what I, um, I import, I spent a ludicrous amount of money to import the eCapcom edition, and to do that, I had to pay a service to buy it for me, get it shipped in Japan, and then send it on to me. And I knew, having ordered personally of eCapcom.com beforehand, that you stipulate the day and time you want the parcel to arrive, and it's within, you know, an hour sort of when you tell them. Yeah. Their couriers are just spot on. And I said to them, okay, you're, you're going to expect this parcel on the 5th. I'd like it posted on the afternoon of the 5th or the 6th, which was the Friday, for a birthday. It was my birthday. <laughs> so... You know, it was, a, it was a gift for myself, but, you know, I, I would have liked it on time. And this, man you are. this company just sent me back this form response. Oh, we can't do it till it's in the warehouse. Can't do it in the warehouse. I sent them an email on about the 7th or 8th of March and said, okay, it's not there yet. Can you email Capcom and see where the parcel is or email your warehouse, see if it's in yet? And they said, no, no, we, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I thought, well, what the fuck am I paying you for? Yeah, I'm paying a premium for the service. And I said, even email Capcom, forward me their response in Japanese. That's not a problem. I can read a little, but I've got friends in Melbourne and in Japan I forwarded to to help me out, be more than happy to help me out. And they said, oh, no, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. A whole week later, they said, oh, it's come into the warehouse. I said, well, it should have been there since the fucking 5th because I know that they can stipulate when. And then I said, okay. They said it'll take two days for their website to process it before I can order it to be sent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I had some failed bids with them in the past. I had about 115 US dollars to cover the shipping, which more than enough, of course. Yikes. that's way, yeah, way out of line. Oh, no, no, I had that from failed bids, and I was just going to oh, get well, the shipping okay, okay. taken out of that out of that sum. Gotcha. And so uh, <laughs> it was... Let me check my email. It was... On the 18th of March, so I got an invoice for $35 for shipping. And I, I emailed them back and said, no, you owe me $114. Take the 35 out of that and refund all my money. And so I finally checked today and they dispatched it on March 19th, which was... March 19th, which was Thursday, Thursday they Two days ago. Yeah. Thursday they sent it. So, um, if you're thinking of ordering anything from Japan, do not order from Selga.com. C-E-L-G-A.com. I've had no problems in the past, but this time they were just so slow and they wouldn't act on my behalf, which is really what you're paying the service for. And similarly, that, 
I'd like that's to that's what I'm paying the premium yeah, for. So yeah. if you want to order anything from Japan, do not go through these guys. This will be the last business I ever do with them. They've been fine in the past, but this they should have come out on the fifth. I'll get it according to the delivery estimate tomorrow, but that's two weeks, nearly three weeks late. Unacceptable, so, honestly. Yeah. yeah, especially the premiums I'm paying to do this, and they. What really rubs me wrong is they wouldn't act on my behalf when I asked them to. And that's what I'm, that's ultimately, that's what the service I pay for. And if the fact that I wouldn't. If you need a new service, let me know and I'll, I'll give it to you off air. Uh, yeah, I'll speak to want, you that. I don't want people to flood me, but I will say. But I know, I know, if, I know Rosetta Mist was one person who'd, who'd used this company after I'd sort of spoken about having used them in the past. Mm-hmm. And she did it again. She got hers a week late as well. And I don't know if that I don't know if she was as vocal to them as I was telling them, look, go check your warehouse, send yeah. me, go talk to Capcom, send, forward me the reply from them. I want to know what's going on. I don't know if she was as vocal as I was, but yeah, just unacceptable to me. And I'm, I Definitely. thought what I can do, I've got, it's only a small audience who listen to this, but if I can dissuade a number of people from using them in the future, then, you know, that's hopefully they don't shit people like they shit me. Yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully speaking- no one has to put up with it. Since we're sort of mentioning people, services like that you should avoid, I I think Karn and I would both mention Akibado. Uh, like, they were a very good service. They were cheap for quite a while, but then, like, you know, I haven't used them for a year, so I guess I can't really speak for current events, but the way they were going, it would take at least, like, six months for them to reply to your shipping things, so don't use wow. them either. Okay, well, in Selga, Selga, they recently automated it. Even though in the past I've done things automated with their new automated site, it was fine. But they used to have someone receiving every email and typing a personalized response. There's no form that, you know, fob off onto you. Yeah. Now that they can do that, I think they've become more complacent, which is why I won't be doing business with them in the future. Gotcha. All right, well, um, I think we've talked quite a bit about RE5. We'll take a little break here again, and we'll come back with a little bit of... Um Resident Evil Outbreak Tales, now that some of the guys on the horror have sort of adopted it as the game to play before Resident Evil 5 came out. So we'll come back with a little, couple of stories there. Hopefully we'll persuade some of you to join up as well with us. You know, we could always use a, more players, and it's definitely a lot of fun. The only uh, caveats are you got to pay for it. So we'll, we'll be back with that right after the break. Oh, oh my God, woman, get out of here. Bro, you need to go take care of this fucking rookie. Oh my god, fucking lackey, get away. Fucking trash, go away. Look, I'm gonna kick with my fucking boot. Go away, get a hit, bruh. Bro, get in here and get this groupie off me. Oh my god. Bro. Well, I think I just find a hangum. Bro, she just won't take it. I just find a hangum in a drawer oh, <laughs> on the right side of the room, just like a I know, John like downs me, I'm like, what? Bitch, that's it. Fucking dead. Damn. Get this bitch off me, bro! (laughs) Bro, no joke! Bro! Bro, get him! Get him while I work. Alright, we're back here, and uh, I figured we'll just sort of dedicate a little bit of time here to the outbreak. Uh... We've been playing. I know Karn, uh, Chris, Wayne, and myself have all joined sort of this bandwagon of replaying Outbreak with each other. Now, we're going through the Japanese servers, and I'll have a guide up on how to do this. It's going to cost you money. 
just know that up front. Not for the guide, but to play the game. No, for both, because I am a po- I I'm moving and I need. Oh to- yeah, we're gonna open the exclusive the Horrors Alive newsletter. Premium yeah. newsletter. Um, mm. No, 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 no. Well, absolutely, it'll be free, but we'll have a guy come eventually. Uh, I don't want to promise a specific date on that, but eventually. But I just wanted to sort of tell some stories that we've had, like. I know we had the, you know, Broski Countermeasure Service video up there, which was checked out, which I thought was rather amusing, because, you know, Wayne sort of failboating it. That shark <laughs> was not my fault. The lag was, <laughs> fuck that game. Yeah, that's one thing you got to know about the Japanese version. There is quite a bit of lag, so you got to, like, sort of... It adds to the greatness. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. But I think, Chris, you and me have really sort of latched onto this before 5 came out, that is, and... We've basically been, you know, pro-running hard mode and very hard mode and everything, and we pretty much have it down to a science now, yeah? Yeah, we'll have to get back into the science, but we had it down to a science pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. With a four-man team just running through, like, knowing exactly what to do. That's See, that's what I really want to do, because I want to see how, you know, what kind of strategies you can really do with four really good players. Like, because two, we sort of, like, on decision decisions, you got to get three pieces. So, obviously, you know, it will take a bit longer time, but... Like, right now, like, we could breeze through very hard and stuff. I'm very surprised at how much I like this game with voice chat and playing with people I know. Because the original, like, when I got it, you know, I didn't really go into online mode because I figured, you know, single player, it's it's Resident Evil single player. So I stuck with that for a couple weeks, and then eventually when I went online, I either found games with total assholes who didn't know what they were doing, nobody knew, you know, no voice chat, we had no idea where to go, where to do anything, and it just ended up failing, or we had people who knew exactly what they were doing, and they just did it all automatically without you being involved or waiting for you, you know, helping you out or anything like that. Cause, and and that, to me, that's just not fun, because the game relied on that mechanic of, you know, like, come on, go, go now, all that crap. That, yeah, that don't work. Okay, especially when in a game as complex as, you know, oh, we have to solve this puzzle... You know, with this obscure note that only I have, you have the other half. Oh, uh, how do we do it? You know, it's to me. It, it was really bad. The game definitely needed voice chat from the beginning, and now that we can do that through, you know, internets. Well, um, it needed a voice chat, and it needed a system for people like, as you're saying, when someone's jumping into it and they don't know everything, and you're jumping in with like a pro player, and they're like, right, do here, go here. Yeah. You could. You could survive and like for five minutes, and the game would be over, and you didn't do anything. Like the game needed some, like especially when you were coming at it from PS2 online, which was already complicated enough and yeah. kind of hardcore enough. It was just one hurdle after another, which really led its downfall. But I'm just shocked just, at, at the difference of opinion I've had. You know, between it was my most hated Resident Evil game, and now it's like one of my absolute favorite because. Number one, I you liked Survivor too. <laughs> <laughs> I bought an arcade machine. What does that say? But that you have too much money. <laughs> <laughs> had too much money, uh, but problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> but but getting back to that, like it, just with the simple inclusion of voice chat and playing with people I actually know, like the game's fucking fantastic. It's like traditional Resident Evil with you know co-op people that you can depend on and rely on 
Well, you say that, but... <laughs> oh, well, you know... Rely. Yeah, you guys go do the clock puzzle. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing in there? <laughs> and then Wayne comes in, like, hunched over, bleeding. It's like, oh. I, I recommend anybody wa who's watching this or listening to watch the Broski Countermeasure Service video I, I linked to in the, in the topic in the Umbrella Labs, because it's absolutely fantastic. And we'll, we'll probably have more of those up. But... Oh man, I just gotta say, like, if if there's anybody out there who you know you're not a very good player at all, um, definitely want to get Skype and hook up with us, and we'll sort of we'll treat you we'll treat you real nice, right? <laughs> squeal like a piggy, no, squeal, piggy, <laughs> on the nose. Squin loves Karn loves those piggies, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's no. from Spain. Hamon, I've been infected. <laughs> but I mean, even at the even at the minute, we've only really scratched the surface. Like we only really played decisions, decisions. There's still another nine scenarios that we haven't really well, touched that's the thing. that much. Like I would recommend definitely playing these in English first because you do sort of have to have a little bit of knowledge about what things do. For instance, like because Yama from Biohaze is the one who originally got me into this, and I sort of got all these guys into it because they were previous players. Uh, but, yeah. Like we went through a trial run of the forest area in File 2. What's it called? Somebody? Flashback. Uh, Flashback. Yeah. And, you know, he he knew exactly what to do, Yama, and he just sort of did it with, you know, he, I had no idea what he did, but i just seen cutscenes of plants dying, so I was like, okay, obviously we have to kill these, but, like, <laughs> the Japanese text doesn't, you know, there's no hint as to what to do, so, like, I, I literally had no idea what the hell was going on. He said it was something with, you know, so you have to basically. There's well, well, parts where you have because to. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, I want to learn it myself, so I would definitely recommend playing the English versions first, single player if you have to. Just sort of learning the layouts of the maps, stuff like that. What items well, me, do, especially, especially for the European players like me and Karn specifically. I never played Outbreak One online because it wasn't there for us. Yeah. So uh, decisions, decisions. There's the whole part with the hunters and stuff which I have never played until we played online like I never even knew it existed yeah. and never knew there was oh. many paths because the AI would just go do it like I would always just pick like the the B route and so seeing that there's so many options team B like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seeing oh. that there's all the different options is kind of like I don't know it's brilliant to see that even though like this far after it's stuff that I didn't know about yeah and the same thing here like I only beat decision decisions once when I went online, and like I said, it was with pro players, so they just did everything, and I was just like, "Huh?" I seen a, I seen a timer appear in the corner, and I'm like, "What is that?" And I was still like in the main hall, so I'm running around like I finally made it out, and but yeah, we beat it, and I was like, "This isn't fun," you know. Like, definitely, you have to play with people you know and have voice chat. So if there's anybody on the site or not on the site that wants to join in, you know, give us give us a message on the topic. It's the uh, what is it, Biohazard Outbreak Japanese server in the Umbrella Labs and let us know, you know, we'll... We should probably sticky that up to the top because it yeah, does yeah. get bumped down I definitely quick. will. I'll, uh, and, and we'll definitely play some games with you because, it, honestly, it's not all that much. Chris, you got charged on your card just recently. How much was it? 68 cents. Yeah, 68 cents. Now, I don't want an unrealistic expectation. You played, like, 40 hours now online with that. Yeah. So... You know, it's going to cost a lot. You know, it's going to take a lot of time in order to get a maximum charge on that, which is, I believe, $10, I'm hearing. I'm not sure on that, but I hear $10 is the absolute maximum charge per month. Now, 
Okay, and obviously, you know, I'll have a guide up if you don't have a Japanese system and such, then you want to actually play it, you know, just we'll probably have a patcher system up where you can patch the disc. If you have the retail copy, you can rip it and then patch it so you can play online with a modded US system or PAL system, whatever. Okay, that's about it on the Outbreak stuff. Unless anybody has anything in that? The shark was a bastard. Mm, not really. <laughs> okay. Can I ask uh, how's the lag the on... sea creatures, yes. Well, can I ask about the lag on Thanatos when he jumps around at the final fight? <laughs> <laughs> That's because that was always the worst. That was always the worst in Honestly, Fall 2, the showdown. I've only ever had one problem with that, and it was during a time when everybody was getting timeout errors. So the servers tend to be, you know, decent enough for that kind of stuff, but, like, other times... Yeah, I've had four-player matches with Karn and them where, like, one of us would drop out and then, like, we just see zombies just suddenly spawn in. But that's the rare oh, exception. Yeah. Most of the time when Chris and I play online, it's, you know, it's it's doable. But most of the... I was playing... Well, I'm, I'm playing in a PAL system. I was. Like, and it's so an Australian time zone, and I don't know where the servers were, but most of the players were European. Yeah. And so if I wanted to have a good game, I'd have to be on at, like, 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. And so, and because I was studying at the time and doing all sorts of stuff, mostly to be on a Friday, Saturday night, I'd get really smashed. And when, when I'd come home, put on the PlayStation and be drunk, <laughs> you playing, sound like a drunk great out partner. of my mind, but playing Outbreak. <laughs> I was I was doing dumb things like playing as Yoko for good sakes. But um, <laughs> is this how I pick up the rocket launcher and fire at this cabinet? But I always remember that there, there was just some end game things like very I remember very hard on desperate times yeah oh. it was just there, there's like to get to the the parking ramp you have to push the button in the hallway and it's got five seconds so you need someone up and someone down but you've got nowhere to communicate to each other so you can never do it I've and there's never. a costume from memory it's Rita you get for beating desi- uh, desperate times on very hard yeah I have no idea what you're talking about I've never played it's well. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. To get the Rita costume, you needed um, to beat Desperate Times on File 2, uh, on Very Hard. <laughs> and I don't know if you... That is so... It's nearly impossible to do. <laughs> yeah, with those boys, without, that is... Yeah, it's just insane. Because, like, all the weapons you find, they're empty, and oh. you're going to kill, like, 45 zombies at the end or something. I should probably mention, too... Uh... If you get an account for one or the other, you know, you have an account to play online with both games. So, Outbreak 1 and 2, okay. if you get... Yeah, one account covers both games. And they're both and servers are still up, so... But this this is the question I was going to ask. In in File 2, at least, playing on PAL servers, these have, like, special zones where they have infinite ammo or triple points or SP items were visible. Do they still do that? Chris, Those things are in Outbreak 2, but they're not in the Outbreak 1 servers. Okay, because yeah. I remember that's how I had to get the reader costume. I had to play infinite ammo, yeah, yeah. very hard, desperate times, and just get Kevin, get the forty-five, and just blast the shit out of everything. Okay. Because there's no way to do it. But if they do, they they're not running those special zones. I think just they for are. File two. They are. They are file two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so yeah. Because you get like point. I remember we did triple points. Yeah, there was like then, weekends and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got triple should... points, and then we did no damage, no. No weapon, no damage. Another thing I should mention. I got. Like, I just stood around while everyone did showdown. Sorry, elimination three. Triple points, no weapon, no damage, and I got like god twenty seven thousand or something. <laughs> okay, but uh, another thing to bear in mind is outbreak file one servers. 
nobody plays on them. You have to enrage a game in order to find anybody on there. Like, literally, there is zero people online at every time. Uh, also, File 2, though, I think it has... Yamas told me about 100 players peak. So, like, Japanese peak time, there's about 100 players online. So you could probably find a decent game there, but little hope for File 1. So you'd probably have to hit one of us up to try to get a game. I wonder why. I wonder why it's not that. I don't know. They just sort of... It's just welled right up. I have no idea. Like, why, it's why hard is there to no play. desire to play some of the scenarios in one? I don't know. Because, well, I, I found them more fun. I thought they'd be bland in File 2. Yeah. I don't know. Especially the zoo. But anyway, um, let's move on from that. And uh, recently, you know, before RE5 was out, Jin Takeuchi, the producer, was quoted as saying that, you know, Resident Evil 6 would have to evolve again, you know, similar to how it evolved with 4, in order to stay relevant again. Now, a lot of people have been talking, you know, IGN mentions, you know, they want zombies back. Some people on NeoGAF, I think some guy was saying, you know, bring back all the tension in a... Or actually, this was on Listen Up, I believe, the one-up podcast. They mentioned that their favorite was Resident Evil 2 for the reason that... I'm getting feedback here. Okay. They mentioned that the reason they liked 2 so much was because it had an actual atmosphere and, like, a, it was a setting... The setting was the city, so that it was something relatable, not, like, a Spanish village side or countryside. It felt like stuff was actually going on and stuff was there. Uh, some people on NeoGAF want Crimson Heads back in, in place of Ganado. So, honestly, what would you guys want back? Like, I'll just throw this out there, but I'd l- love a 1080p widescreen, you know, CG backgrounds with traditional controls... What would you guys want? I want RE6 to not exist. <laughs> wow. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah I pretty much want chilling. something. I want, I want pretty much the same kind of thing. Some, I want more atmosphere. Something, you know, it doesn't have to go back to the, quote, stale format like the old stuff, but something that resembles it more than the action type format that they're kind of pushing for five, four and five. A city might facilitate that, you know? Like an actual city, not a shanty town or like a village countryside. Yeah, I yeah. mean, a specific setting. Like a location. You don't have to travel like across all of Europe or whatever yeah. during your playthrough. Anybody else have anything? Any other ideas? Um, I think... You'll go ahead. Somebody go ahead. Gene, Gene, go ahead. I think just sort of more importance on storytelling rather than action above all else. Gotcha. And well, I think I think they've they've got the tension nailed pretty well. The tension of the swarms and crowds and stuff. Yeah, but I think that's, that's that works well. Okay, uh, Wayne, what were you gonna say? Well, I think mainly like to what you're saying there. I honestly feel that the best thing now is a story reboot. Like, I don't think at this point there's anything to be gained from going on with all the convoluted viruses and characters and backstory. Like, I think if they bring it back to kind of even keeping the current gameplay, what it is, just starting from scratch, even a completely unrelated story would be best. And there's moments in 5 where it's specifically where we were mentioning earlier, 4 or is it 5 1 when you're in the labs. Like, there's so much atmosphere and there's so much like. Like you can even always tell, like those corridors and like those backgrounds are telling like 
a much better story than half the yeah. file the game has. Like if they bring it back to that, I think that would be like that's really where I want the series to go. Like a lot more atmosphere and like a lot like just pretty much just start new. Rob, how about you? Uh, I honestly don't. This, there's probably two sides. This is honestly what I think I'd like to see, which is it's it is like what you're saying, atmosphere and environment, and you know uh, something that I mean it doesn't. Have, I don't like the action element itself, but they don't have to lose the, the the style to it behind the shoulder or anything like that. They don't have to change that or have it fixed or anything. But yeah, but but, but atmosphere and variety of enemies and, and so forth. But then then there's my my side which tells me Capcom's going to go with. A story which is it'll, it'll involve the BSAA, and it'll be it'll, be, it'll end up being something like an abandoned laboratory that they've had to research has been left behind in the wake of all the other incidents. And I, and I think that would be kind of cool if it was that, but it yeah. kind of was a, sl- a bit of a bit of a slow pace, and you never knew what was coming because it was more of a sense of foreboding. But then you had you know some massive scenes that took place. I, I think I'd be fine with a combination of the two. I think now that you mentioned that, like I just sort of got reminded that the fact that RE5 seems much like Resident Evil 1 was. Like, for instance, when you get to the oil fields, it's mentioned that, you know, Tricell funds the BSAA, you know, through the Global Pharmaceutical Consortium. And the parallel with that is Umbrella is the one that funded STARS and everything. And it just lots of little things like that just sort of made this seem like it was a kind of a reboot of the series, but like with... Resident Evil One as the basis, so like. Well, I, I was quite—I was going to say I was quite surprised no one brought that up in the Resident Evil Five thing because obviously they have all those little sound hints and stuff that hark back to the to the to the first game, especially the, the, the computer and the lift. Yeah, and the lift yeah, sounds yeah. like the garden lift, and and it's like a lot of the plot elements as well. Obviously, they're trying to have parallels, and including the fact that the ending, you know, has the ending with the helicopter and, and, and stuff like that. It's, there are certain parallels, and I, I thought you know the plot like that is as well with the. Yeah. In replace of stars, and mm-hmm. and I'd wonder if like the next thing we weren't in store for is you know Resident Evil Two style thing, which is you know like city backdrop sort of major disaster. I honestly I'd love to return to a city in this sort of gameplay style. Like I'm frankly I'm sick of outdoor areas and everything like that. I'd want to be back in like a ruined city with all the you know beautiful like. Well, I mean, Reds. when I was saying about atmosphere and all, that's what I mean. Like in Resident Evil One, Two, and Three, and you know, Outbreak, there was you related a lot more to those because, like, when you see you're running through a back alley and there's like dead bodies and zombies, you're gonna relate to that a lot more than you know running about a desert like a field or like Aztec ruins. Like, I really want to see them go back to something like that. Like that was always more interesting than kind of like you know the Resident Evil Four or Five environments now. I'll, I'll put up this question as well. When when you came to that lab area, when you because there's rooms that you have to go into, they obviously don't go anywhere. They're just rooms off the side. How did you tackle those rooms? You burst the door down. Did you kind of try and cover the room before you search around? Did you run in there? Or because I think that's something that the, the the next game could do a lot more is that you are in a city environment. You go into buildings, and not obviously every room connects to another room because that's a lot of what four and five is. It's just environments that connect to another environment, connect to another environment. There aren't areas so much where you go into a building and you kind of have to clear rooms and make sure there's no enemies because that's what a sense of the sense of foreboding that you can have you go into a room you don't know what's in there there might be yeah. nothing in there but there might be something in there and, and, and sure. so that ability to go in there and check that room out and not and not always have something in there is kind of one of those senses of foreboding you're like maybe there's a villain here maybe there isn't you know yeah. and I'm sure you know Capcom have seen that you know several people on Neo Gaff practically everybody 
right now is calling for a Resident Evil 2 remake style. Like, I, I kind of wonder if they're not going to go that route just because of that. Like, not not a full-on Resident Evil 2 remake, but, like, you know, something in the same style, like a city scape or something. I know I keep going back to it, but it just... I think what Rob just said was an interesting thing. Like, instead of even, like, the hordes of, like, Magini or zombies, what if it was, like, you'd have to enter a room and, you know, there was randomly spawning enemies, but there was less enemies, but they were stronger. Like, the kind of thing where when a Ripper comes up... Crimson Heads and Reapers, sorry. When they come towards you, you know, you're a lot more terrified, and they take, you know... They take priority, so if yeah. stuff like that was more like let fewer enemies but more powerful, and like the kind of thing like Nemesis, where you knew whether you could go up against it or not, and if you didn't, it was a hard time to escape. That would be one thing I'd also want for this. Like, some uh, uh, Lisa Trevor Nemesis, they were two really great things because they, you know, Lisa, I, I'll bet in a very limited area on the undergrounds, she'd stalk you. Now, if if imagine if you had something like that in like an RE5 style game, but throughout the whole, or at least most of the game, instead of just like, because Dead Space kind of did it where it was like, oh, on this chapter, this is the stalking bit, you know? It, what, what would happen if that was throughout the entire game, sort of like Nemesis in three? But, but it was a bit more randomized, like you never yeah. knew what was going to happen. It could just happen here, yeah, but it may yeah, not yeah. the next time you play through. Yeah, I think it, that would be just really interesting. And also, like Wayne's point, like less enemies, more, you know powerful well, why not use crimson heads or lick like crimson heads and liquors come on like have traditional zombies in there you know great fine you know they obviously they'll have to be there and i i'd like them to be but then like show some of the more advanced things like crimson heads why haven't we fought them in this perspective yet you know like, imagine even going back in, in Resident Evil 5 when you on the labs and they've been abandoned for so long that they're, instead of zombies or Magini, there's just a fuck ton of crimson heads. It's like, yeah. that would have been a, a very cool, like, even like a like a homage kind of to the old fans. Like, you know, we hear something you've been asking for, but no, we got, well, Liquors was good enough. Liquors was pretty nice addition. Yeah. I think they could have done that extra mile, though. Like, you see the, like, sort of emaciated zombie-type corpses on the, like, conveyor belt. Why couldn't one of them or a couple of them turn into crimson heads when you go on? I think you know. I think that would have been really interesting, but yeah. But Capcom. six. I like the fact that those corpses, some of them reach after you if you walk close yeah. to them. That was oh, really they, nice. I don't know why they touched. jumped up. Well, shouldn't they just grab your ankle or something? They actually leap up and yeah. then just grab you on the chest. I thought they just grab your ankle like the old zombies. Did it ever really explain what they were? Were they zombies or were they, uh, they uh, did, more like the genie well, kind of thing? Or? It seems they didn't like... say what they were but they were the, obviously the bodies out of the that you see one of them get ejected out of the pods. Yeah, so and they, they could be infected with any burned. number of yeah. things, you know? T-virus, you know, P30, whatever the hell, P30, whatever, who knows? Basically test subjects gathered from all around the world. Nice. But... I don't know. Something still makes me really, really want to see what Capcom do, can do with, like, you know, especially this gen with what they did with the GameCube. Like, if they had, like, delicious Blu-ray, 50 gigabyte, 1080p background, <laughs> CG, oh. and then, like, those models, high poly. But yeah, it's just, I keep bringing up, like, that, the labs more, because I just feel like they were done so well on this game and they look so good and you know the yeah. lighting and everything when you're kind of walking about and the mesh lighting on the characters and all is just imagining something like Resident Evil 1 done or like Resident Evil 2 labs done like that just oh, always so good yeah. 
but Chris, you had something to add? Yeah, something that... No, not an unlockable 1.5. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, some aspects from the first couple of games that I, I would like to see again is uh, a character select for having your main character being different, whichever one you want to pick, and uh, multiple endings or more multiple paths throughout the game. Yeah. I'm talking like... You know, like a Leon A, Claire B scenario. Right. Deal, or? Yeah, stuff okay. like oh. that. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. I like that whole. That was one of my favorite things about Resident Evil 2 is that you could play it through, like, basically four yeah. different ways. Definitely. Okay, so that's going to probably do it for that. Mm. Yeah. I would say, though, there's one thing I find a bit amazing that Capcom never did, but it might have been because Dino Crisis never caught on as much as Resident Evil did, probably. But. Like how Dino Crisis has like a lot of small little nods to Resident Evil and Umbrella in general, like crates with logos on them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like some sort of crossover game. Both deals with like basically genetic research and shit like that. I would have loved to see some sort of like crossover game where they basically run the T Rex wild in a pile of zombies and when you finally get rid of that bastard he comes back as the most terrifying zombie you could ever imagine. <laughs> well, like a Velociraptor liquor or some piss like that. You know, anything that would make your day worse. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so let's go into the news sort of segment. Nothing really planned here, but I guess the first thing to talk about Dark Side Chronicles. Awful. Bring it on. What a great name, right? Dark Side Chronicles. I think that's a yeah. Sonic team. I, I don't want to call him out on this, but somebody we know mentioned was like, "Hey, is Sheva going to be in that?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a racist, right? Still a racist. Oh, wow. Racist Kyle? <laughs> no, it wasn't racist, Kyle. It was someone else. Racist Kyle actually wants to mention on this hey, podcast. Yeah, someone not here, a prominent <laughs> member of the Resident Evil community. I will, I will say no more. But. Anyway, Dark Side Chronicles, so apparently it follows Leon and Claire only, so it's going to probably follow maybe Degeneration incidents, probably R- an RE2. But well, haven't they sure. said... Co-Veronica, Haven't absolutely. they said 2, Co-Veronica, and... Well, what else? What Degeneration. Isn't that yeah. what they said? Honestly... So what's Leon going to do in Co-Veronica? Like Click the, send on an email. This seems about... Shooty, <laughs> 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 press X to send email. <laughs> yes! <laughs> But, but honestly, I'm sure he'll do it with the most style and awesomeness that you could possibly send an email. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that'll be his mission. <laughs> yes. Scrap this email. <laughs> but, but honestly, this seems like one of the most pointless games they've ever made next to Gun Survivor. I'm really two. just so disappointed that this is not like a Resident Evil 2 remake in the style of Resident Evil 4. Like, I was really hoping that was going to happen soon. Get out. Just get RE2 remade and remake style no see I don't think I honestly don't think they can do it now I think okay. it's too far gone with like the new series and no did re- remake even really sell that well yeah it did yes yeah. did it yeah. Uh-huh. yes yeah. fuck off it did <laughs> I, I don't know we released I, I do agree like, LT, apparently. yeah they have it didn't sell as well as four, and I do agree with that. And Capcom's going to go where the money, you know, where the money is. And if money looks like you know, this, the games in the style of four and five is going to sell, then if they remake two, they'll remake well, it. Honestly, I think Capcom is in for a very rude awakening with the sales of Dark Side Chronicles. Like people gave them the benefit of the doubt, just like Outbreak One, they gave them the benefit of the doubt, and Fallout Two fucking bombed. Like honestly, no. Everywhere I've looked, I've seen 
like Karn is the only apologist for this. Like everyone else <laughs> I've seen has been like, "Wow, total fucking trash." Like the the fan base who got suckered into buying Umbrella Chronicles has all been like, "Yeah, yeah, not again." Like, and I, I'm of the same sentiment. I mean, I'll buy it because I'm a whore. I bought it once and I'll do it again. Yeah, you I, would. I, I haven't. I mean, I'm the first. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> no, sorry, I was gonna say I haven't. I, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan, but I haven't bought. You know, um, a game? I yeah. I uh, congrats. <laughs> I, I applaud you, sir. <laughs> this looks to be the first Resident Evil that's not a day one purchase for me in a long, long time. Like, oh. since. I don't know. I, the only I reason, mean, the I, the only for... reason I never used to get them day ones because I didn't have a job and I was like, okay, okay, look, like, the big contention points were Claire looks like a total fucking slut now, and I <laughs> tend to agree. <laughs> it's like, mm, let me just unbutton these pants here, and, like, it's just fucking gross. Let me just oh, ask. She has the unbutton thingy going on the old one too. It's just that it's so low poly. No, but like they changed the clothes and everything, so it's just the jeans now instead of the actual black pants underneath. So it's all like, oh yeah, if these jeans fall off, oh yeah, you're getting Jill in fucking RE5. No, she has black like. No, nope, she doesn't. No, I'm pretty sure she does. I'm positive she doesn't in the cutscene at least. John, you're seeing what you want to see. And you like, have you, have you studied Claire as much as you studied Jill, or? <laughs> Anyway, listen, the, the the trailer showcases the most awesome frame rate since Umbrella Chronicles. Come on, the trailer wasn't that like a flash video? <laughs> Still, it's indicative of A 15 of the frames product. per second flash video uh, like many other games you. used on websites. If they fix the cursor, the, the cursor lag, good. Uh, it's maybe playable then. But like, as of right now, with the frame rate and everything... Oh, just I Stop have relying no, on the cursor while aiming. I have no interest in this title. Like, wh- why are we retreading this shit again? Unless we're doing something new, like Talos. What, what's the fucking point? Like, Unless why can't I just go back and play sunglasses back? <laughs> Hi, I am a tyrant with space disco sunglasses. The thing There's is, my brother. Got... He has blue sunglasses. <laughs> They've got Claire and Leon models from D Generation, and they've got Wesker ones from RE5. Is he going to be in this? What would not? Dark Side, Dark Side Chronicles. Chronicles. Oh, Cold Veronica, and I guess, right? And they've got uh, yeah, and you have Leon, the Ada stuff. RPD thing from 4 as well, the bonus one. Yeah. You can tell it's the same one. Honestly, like the, yeah. the most worthless, the, the worst thing they could have announced. It's just what sort of slop can we, what, what sort of shit can we slop together and put out to get some and, money? And it's being developed. Well, that's all. Caveat. That's all, I'm right. That's all Umbrella Chronicles was. Just, yeah, it's you know, developed money for once all... again, once again by Kavia, farmed out, and it's just going to be a horrible piece of shit again. I know it. Oh, now they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're I have faith in them. something, I guess. Hitting your voices. <laughs> CBX made the, made the comment where it's like, I said, you know, this game is going to fucking bomb. He's like, no game made by Kavia will ever bomb. Because they, they work for so fucking cheap that they'll make a profit on this guaranteed. <laughs> which is disgusting. It's true. He's very, very correct about saying that. I know. Oh, God. But just, it, it makes me so angry. Like, just reading the delicious tears on NeoGAF where it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be an RE2 remake. <laughs> and, like, I think X Factor even made a topic on NeoGAF. Like, how many times Capcom have cock teased an RE2 remake? Like, all the times it's been referenced. <laughs> and it's so hilarious. Like, all through the years, ever since, like, fucking 2000, it's, they've been cock teasing it. It's like, oh. Everyone gets their hopes up, and then delicious, and delicious. Umbrella Chronicles. <laughs> Who knows? They might just re-release something. We. 
<laughs> the PS1 version again. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Like, the amount of porting that's going on, like, with the RE0 and RE1 remake now. Like, it's now it's going to Wii. It's like, when the, when's it going to hit PS2? <laughs> when's it, when's it going to hit PSN and Xbox you know, Marketplace? I'd pay good money for that, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, you'd pay good money for, like, shitty, like, scaled backgrounds. Yeah, Fuck man. yes. <laughs> They should just open the damn... If they opened the borders and actually, like, re-rendered these for Wii, then I'd be like, hell yes. Give me but that. They, they won't do that. No, they absolutely won't. And it's a damn shame. <sighs> Alright, I think we've all pretty much said what we wanted to say on Dark Side Chronicles. Insta-buy. <laughs> you disappoint me so many ways. Yeah, I'm the worst game fan ever. I'm the type who disgusts you. Oh my god, this guy buys his games. Oh my god, <laughs> buys the games. What's worse, the guy, who buys the, the guy who buys the games and likes them, or the guy who buys the games and doesn't like them? <laughs> John right. Day 1, I hit this game. <laughs> you got me there. Okay, so, since we've been away, a lot of stuff has happened, including the launch of Project Umbrella. That's projectumbrella.net. Since John's not really here, I'll just sort of give you a brief overview. Basically, it's a wiki-style format website where you can suggest edits and then they're approved. So it's not like Wikipedia where it's like, you know, Patrick Ewing was an NBA all-star who was born on Venus or Mars or some bullshit like that. That's not true? No, it's absolutely not. Come on, it was in the internet. You should stop Everyone knows Wikipedia. he was born on Jupiter. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, basically, it's they're working on a timeline right now. I think they just recently republished a translated comic, which was a prequel to Umbrella Chronicles. But it, the comics all right. So basically, go and check them out there if you have any questions about the story. They sort of really go into the deep lore of the series. It's absolutely an awesome site if you want to get caught up on a. If character. you have a mighty processor, though. Oh yeah, the site's a bit intensive, and well, it's 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 all right. Just go ahead and check it out, projectumbrella.net, run by Chris. If it's Steve. online. Mm. Hey, <laughs> if it's live, you could say the same thing for us, so. Oh, yeah, you know, then you know where to go if the Horrors Alive is down. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. at least where to knock. <laughs> can't, so to, can't guarantee that it'll reply, but you know. <laughs> so to round out this long, long, long podcast. We're sorry. It was recently announced. <laughs> we apologize for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Including the website. It was recently announced that Capcom would have DLC for the Resident Evil 5, which is basically a versus mode, which takes place in Mercenaries. Now, the <clears throat> thing that caused an uproar about this was the fact that the information, there's information and strategies for this in the official strategy guide. So, obviously, the content was done or near done. I'm assuming probably completely done before uh, it, you know, was released to market. So, why isn't it on the disc? Well, some people are suspecting this is probably just going to be an unlock key. Um, I don't. One of the mods over at, well, I don't think it will be now. I think it'll be padded data. But basically, in fact, you know... I'd be interested in when I'm with the 360 patch gets downloaded. I'll probably just open that up in uh, that little application and check it out, see what, if they're actually putting files on the hard drive. But basically, one of the Capcom guys, uh, Capcom US guys, I'm not sure who it is right now, but he did reply on the forum saying that it's definitely not an unlock key. So I guess you have that, but 
uh, honestly, this just really seems terrible for the fact that it's in the strategy guide. There's pictures of it, everything like that. Strategies for why is this costing us money? Well, it's better than having to buy a new strategy guide because the old one is redundant. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of not the point, though, Karn. <laughs> Uh, actually, didn't the game have an update patch on launch to fix, like, online for mercenaries or something? Yeah, it added online for mercenaries and a lot of the... Yeah, and I guess online for versus was not ready, basically. And probably has required a lot of extra work to basically work properly. I, I get well, the feeling... I was going to go off that as well. I get the feeling that, realistically, it was there to, to... It was planned and everything was made, but they were having problems getting the online to work between as co-op. And that's why that patch came late and why the why the, that was pushed back. But, again, that doesn't equate to why it's paid for content rather than just free content. And another thing about being paid, you know, it's $5 in the US and it's 200 yen in Japan. That's like $2.50. So it's half price in Japan. So, that, is that a PlayStation Network release prices? I believe it's also Xbox Live. I'm assuming because I don't think Microsoft will let them. It's 160 Microsoft points yeah. in Japan, and it's 400 for us. No, 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 it's, fi- it's 500, Wayne. They who's the racist now? Or wait, wait, 400 is five dollars, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's fi- it's basically five dollars. U.S. and then like 200 yen in Japan, which is like two dollars, two fifty, something like that. So basically, they're getting it for half price in Japan while we're paying, you know, double for it. Premium um, price. Honestly, I don't like the way it's headed. I would have much preferred like a. Granted, you know, I'll probably play this with you guys since it'll seem a bit fun. If you guys actually get a tray, I told, I told you guys, you get the tray, the tray for life. You play online free, you get the tray. But no, you guys had to go for 360. So I'm not going to buy it. 360 going down! Gene, you're not going to buy it? I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to wait for the eventual disc re-release with the extra missions that they're going to put in later. Honestly, what I hope <laughs> they would have done... I'm calling it now. I'm going to wait for the Wii release. Uh, it's going to be called... <laughs> yes, Umbrella Chronicles 3. Look on the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, at this rate, it wouldn't surprise me if they just remixed five for like in the Umbrella Chronicles Wii engine and put it out. In Wii. They'll, they'll, they'll follow like Chris Chris Adventures, Dead Space, Extraction. Oh God, that's another one that's a giant. Hey, it actually looks more promising. The producer went out and talked about it now. Oh, did he? Did did he yeah. say good things about it, Karn? <laughs> Multiple paths. Whoa, we haven't heard that before. In, in Umbrella Chronicles, you could go through this door that leads to the place instead of this door, and there might be an herb there. You're yeah. such a hater. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's just say I can't say any more on the subject. All right, so I guess that, anybody else have anything to say on the DLC? Oh, look at me. I'm finished. I'm stabbing the man. All right, they're obviously ass. off already playing Resident Evil 5 Mercenaries. You guys should be playing it too, so have fun, and we'll see you at the next episode. <laughs> bye bye. Goodbye. 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 Oh, there's that. There's that sound again.
Yes. Wayne confirmed. Wayne. Shit. You mean you just... Is your brother down on the internet or something? No, as far as I know, oh. I'm like, the only one that's on. Boy, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, like mid-set, it's just shit to go Pantsman, Pantsman, run away. Uh, you're away. Yeah, That was amazing! Alright. the better? Me and Carter have been playing mercenaries at the last door. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. I knew something was up because you guys went all fucking quiet. <laughs> we got such a good score. I think I should do a more serious take on the awesome Chris's arrival theme. <laughs> I kind of got into it. It sounds so much better. There? He has like yep. bad audio equipment. <laughs> Playing the game? Mercenaries. Hold what on. What the fuck? We hey, they got me into it. What? <laughs> they told me to. See what kind of influence we have on people, John? Now that's power. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who needs a bloody virus when you can just do shit like this? What? I came in and was expecting a true sailboat that Gene came through at the beginning, breaking the ice. Oh, thanks. Um, 